Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts and it is Labor Day and it's episode 30. So we both had the day off, well sort of. Had a day off. <laughs> I worked a little one bit. One of us but, um, had the day off. Yeah, right. One of us did. But it was a good opportunity to, to um, record this episode. Super excited about it. We got a great main topic. Um, and that main topic is we're going to talk all about uh, sequels and reboots, uh, the good and the bad. Uh, it should be a fun discussion. And uh, it'll also transition into a discussion about current entertainment industry and uh, their angle on uh, that topic, so should be fun. But before we get into that, we have some business to talk about. Um, we yeah, pretty had shady business, really. Pretty shady. <laughs> oh, how so? How so? Well, the someone likes to, yeah, you know, someone waited to the very last second just to crush poor Bandy's spirit. Well, in my defense, so we're talking about the Beat the Bandy Challenge uh, from last month, which was... Uh, TNC Surf Designs for the NES, which was a really fun, really fun play. I played it back in the day a lot. Haven't played it too much as an adult, but I always did like that game. It's kind of a, you know, it's a simple game. There's a surfing um, part and a skateboarding part, and we just focused on the skateboarding part. But um, I had a big trip this uh, last month that I'm going to talk about a little bit, and I was very, very busy and had zero time to play it. I get back from my trip. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the 30th. I haven't played the game yet, so I, I was like, I didn't even know if there was 31 days um, in a month. So I was like, oh shoot, yeah, I got one, I got two days essentially to try to throw a score. So on the 30th, now Matt put a score of like 80, 89,000 or something like that. I was like, oh my gosh, it was a good score. I couldn't get past like 40 or 50,000, uh, or maybe I got around 50 some thousand um, the first night of playing. So I kind of thought I it wasn't going to happen. So the very next night, it was the 31st. I went out there after dinner, after cleanup. I had a couple hours, and I just kind of like hyper-focused on it. And around 11.30 p.m. my time, I threw up the high score and beat Bandy at the last minute. Now, he's done that to me before. Now, again, because you guys are on the West Coast, or he's on the West Coast, he gets an extra three hours. So I could have woken up the next day and had a, had him, because he was it was 8 o'clock his time when it's midnight my time, or I'm sorry, 9 o'clock his time when it's midnight my time so he had a couple extra hours to try to beat my score and he didn't so i won so there the man has a family and a job was he supposed to be up to midnight trying to beat your score? that's what i did that's that's how serious i take it oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) for someone who controls their hours but uh go ahead (laughs) but anyway it's it 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 makes it fun it was fun to come to the down to the wire the last day and and throw up a score and you know it's always fun when it comes down like that but um so matt actually i spoke to him uh today a little bit and he has picked the next two games 
So for this month, we are in um, August, right? It's August, no. right? It's September. I mean, it was. It was August. <laughs> you just said how you. It's September the fourth. Yes. My gosh! See, I've been so. This summer has been so insane for me that I'm actually losing track of the months. That's saying something there. But it's it's September. So for the month of September, uh, we are going to play um, Spy Hunter for the NES, which I'm excited about because it's another kind of score game that doesn't have an ending. It's one of the earlier NES games. Um, it's very simple. It's not the greatest port. It's a little too fast, and it's very hard. But yeah. I'm looking forward to kind of you know diving into that and having a score challenge with Matt and anybody else who wants to play along. So, And then, for October, he picked Adventure Island for the NES. Oh, that's a fun game. Now, I have to talk to him and see if he wants to, because I'm just realizing now that it's October, and maybe right. he wants to reconsider and pick something more Make appropriate. Make Yeah, like a Castlevania something. game or, or maybe something else that's kind of more... <clears throat> well, if you losers would get a copy of Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Atari, we can... Look, we don't have, the, we don't have big bucks <laughs> like Chris Roberts. So we, don't have, we don't have the skill set that you have when you go out there hunting for games, pushing over old men and whatnot. <laughs> Getting all the stuff that you want. <laughs> I'm having chest pain. But um, I, I mentioning that I, I think I showed you pictures when I went to too many games uh, this summer with my kids. Um, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I sent you the picture, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think it was um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and what was oh, uh, and Halloween as a pair, right? For like yeah. three thousand dollars or something for the Atari. Yeah, I ain't selling for that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, I couldn't get over the price. I, I could be off on the price, but it was way up there. No, 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 it, it's listed at that, but it, the oh, actual it? completed sales are, they're a little all over the place, but none of them has reached that level. Unless it and was these, complete. No, something. these were, I think they were loose They're just loose cars. Uh, yeah, manuals obviously add a little extra to it, but um, yeah. I'd say that was probably, with the manuals, maybe about 1000 or 1200 Yeah. I was I was like whoa that that is insane because I thought that stuff, you know I think the game, the used game market is kind of I don't want to say crashing but it's definitely kind of simmering down quite a bit. Oh for so sure. To, to see you, prices you know, like that. Yeah, because you know when um you can always tell when a hobby is cooling because the people around you, you know like the the lifeblood of a certain demo, you know what I mean mm -hmm. is kind of. You're not seeing yeah. the posts as much. The videos aren't getting the views they once got. I mean, it's not that games in general aren't still hot. I mean, if you type in some modern game, I'm sure there's a vibrant community. There's still speedrunners and stuff like that. But um, I think the collecting yeah. aspect has cooled. It has. I don't think I... it's like zero. You know, like you're still not going to go find little Samson for $10 or anything. But no, um, but but you're it's not definitely get the top. Yeah, the the life has kind of been drained out of it a little bit. In fact, I yeah. just recently watched the latest AVGN. Did you see that one? I did. Um, it was it was bad. It was boring. You know. Yeah, just... he uh, some of these he feels like every now and then he'll pop one off that I feel like oh okay that felt like what I used to tune in for. You know, every once in a while, right? right? Yeah, and he'll still he'll still hit one out every now and then. Um, I also look at it as like, well, you know, something's better than nothing. There's it's like a time killer. I'm not expecting uh, his top peak stuff all the time. 
He does these little things that annoy me, though. For instance, I hate that a safari shirt that he's sticking with. Like, I hate the shirt. And I know it's a very <laughs> tiny nitpick, but... It, and then he purposely mispronounces words, and I don't know if he really says them that way. Like, uh, instead of saying wolf, he'll say woof. You know, mm, it's like stuff okay. like that. And it annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> but I, I, I admit that it's probably me and not the majority. But um, sometimes those reviews feel a little phoned in. You know, it's like, yeah. you're not really. I, honestly, I, I kind of like it when he, uh, now I'm looking more forward to the, you know, kind of like the retrospective on stuff that he likes. You yeah. know, like we need the Contra yeah. video, I felt like was really Yeah, well that done. was good. That was really yeah, good. And, and, uh, and he's done them in the past on Zelda and uh, other things that he likes. Like, it doesn't always have. I mean, I get the shtick. I mean, he's the angry video game nerd, but, um, you know. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of lived out its life. And that's that my critique wasn't really about him. It's it's there's right. not a lot of energy and life left in the hobby um, in, yeah. in that in the same way that it used to be when it was fresh and exciting and new and the, the nostalgia was much more potent. Now it's right. just kind of like I I still love all the stuff and the hobby and the in, I'm still very interested yeah. in it. But you, right. like like Pat the NES Punk, his podcast has now gone away and it, it lost a lot of numbers over the last couple of years and that just kind of fizzled away. So that kind of stuff you're starting to see happen. Um, the the stardom and the energy is just kind of diminished. Um, but you know I don't care. I I still I'll go to too many games and some of these conventions. Yeah. And I'll have a blast. You know buying old stuff Absolutely. and looking at old games and I still play my games and. Right. And I, I think that it's like, for me, um, it's like the little finds. Like, I'm not actively really seeking games at the moment, but every now and then I'll come across something. I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool, and I'm glad that I grabbed that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you part know, of interest, the problem... Interests shift a little bit, too. You know how that goes. Yeah, and, and I think part of the problem was, was one of the things that made the hobby so exciting and, and flourish was also what was its demise and that's like oversaturation you know you have the internet and youtube and podcasting right. and all these people getting involved and you can you can watch content all day long and and then start you start seeing the same thing over oh, i already saw a review on that game it's kind of different but it's almost the same thing and next thing you know you kind of you've been through it all you've seen it all and it's like okay and there's so much content all at once in like a matter of a couple of years and then it's like there's nothing left to do so <laughs> You know, well, kind of and that's kind of why my gaming interests have kind of shifted to watching the speedrun documentaries. Like, I really enjoy that because you're seeing a passion again. Like, they're not necessarily passionate about owning the game. Most of the speedrunners, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of them don't even own the game. They just use emulators. But um, their passion of playing the game, like, reignites my interest in playing games. Yeah. You know, as opposed to... A lot of the community was mostly built on owning the games or finding right, the games. And right. Now, you know, like, and, and Grant, I always enjoyed playing the games as well. But, you know, when you're collecting full sets or, buy, you know, you're not going to play everything. Because there's some stuff that's just not worth playing. I mean, you know, there's several uh, sports titles. and I mean, you're going to find the one you like the most. You're not going to play all the various Maddens or the... You know, NHL mm. 93, 94, 95. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to... You exactly. Know. And uh, some of those games, um, they're probably still fun, but uh, it's more of a... 
it's more fun. Like like me and you, when we were playing Street Fighter and I was just destroying you, <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, and I do enjoy popping it on at home from time to time and playing it by myself. But um, playing it with you and seeing like those tears, you know, building <laughs> oh up gosh. in your eyes. I mean, that really added a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, a lot of excitement and fun to it, you know. You know, I don't see you on the Beat the Bandy Challenge often. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is, Mr. Street Fighter, and play some other games? Just because you happen to be a phenom at, at Street Fighter, and you come into my home, on my ground, <laughs> and embarrass yeah. me and, and, and try to put me in my place. Right. <laughs> you try to give me the sticky controller. and the, Yeah, I was the know. one with the controller. that I gave you the good one. Uh, oh, please. Here Let we go. Yeah, you got to pull a Curtis. Curtis, we go to... <laughs> I I... And Curtis knows this in his heart. He'll deny it. But I own him at NBA Jam. I destroy okay. him at NBA Jam, right? <laughs> um, his one and only win was at uh, Retro Fest, Retro City Fest, on a game that literally had a broken uh, – the side I went on, it wasn't working. It was not work Like, it, it was sticking or the, <laughs> the joystick wasn't working. It was just like – and and he's clinging to this victory, like oh, it's like ninety nine and one, Curtis, uh, <laughs> and you know it. But it's okay, you know. I mean, uh, you know, little people need little victories, and I, you Ooh. Know, it's I fine. Heard that. Yeah. Well, you you owe me a rematch on Street Fighter, and maybe you know yeah. what we're gonna we're Anytime, gonna do that why one don't you day. Practice. I will, and it, we're gonna do that one day on like a live stream or something as like a special event. We're gonna do a rematch. A retro nonsense well, see, rematch. What what you're hoping is it's going to glitch like poor Matt when he was playing you in oh, Balloon Fight. Oh, poor Matt, yeah. Yeah, you know, when Chose he clearly glitch. had the advantage over you. and The only glitch was that he lost. He's the glitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of games, let's actually switch to this since we're kind of on the gaming topic. Have you seen the... Um, the trailer or the uh, Nintendo Direct for the new Mario Brother, uh, Super Mario Brothers game, Wonder? Uh, I ha- Well, I think I did. Is that the one that's kind of going more to the 2D style? Yeah, yeah. It's a classic side-scrolling. Right, like the classic side-scrolling. Uh, I watched it a little bit. It looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, I-, I watched it. It just came out yeah. with the whole direct. It was like, I don't know, maybe 12, 14 minutes long. And it, uh, yeah, it see, okay, I didn't watch that. I-, I watched the initial teaser okay, one yeah. that they did a few months ago or whatever. I haven't re-watched that. Oh, yeah, this just came out like last week, I think. Um, and I just watched it a couple nights ago, and I'm... I'm telling you, it looks awesome. I'm really kind of yeah. hyped for it. Yeah, it looks Great. really. Just when you think, you know, how many Mario games have there been? Even if, if even if you just count the side-scrolling ones, the the traditional ones, right? And you think they've come up with every idea, and this just has this whole new slew of interesting, different game mechanics and visuals. And I just think I just think it looks awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. That that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be something new and fresh. That's sort of retro related that I'll definitely be interested in. Now on that note I haven't I think much like you, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Oh I'm sorry, Tears of the Kingdom in like a month at this point. Yeah. Not that I've I, lost interest, I just haven't had the time to at all. I I, so. I see the thing is I get on a when I play it, I got two different modes. One, I'm trying to advance the story or I'm down in the depths trying to open up all that map underneath. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yep, yep. I think the thing I've done the least is the sky map. I've done. I mean, I've done a, a good chunk of it, but um, I know there's a lot up there I haven't really messed with. Uh, the last thing I did was open. I'm on. I'm fighting this boss to get the fifth element, 
and uh, which is down in the depths. So you get another, uh, I think they're called elements, right? The Those little ghost figures that help you out? Yeah, they're elements. Uh, yeah, I think so. Right, because there's like the the guy, the little roller guy, who the fireball guy, and then there's the the wind the, girl, the bird and, guy. And yeah, exactly. There's the yeah. electric electrocution, and then there's uh, I forget what the other guy does. I just have two of them so far. I've got the bird and the the rock guy because I'm on the. Oh, Goron. so yeah, you're yeah. way behind it. But yeah, so oh, I, I I the four I knocked those out a long time ago, but um I wasn't advancing the story. I was doing all the little side stuff, right? Right. You know, finding uh, whatever, opening up little stuff, finding caves, uh, doing little village missions and stuff like that. So then I decided to, okay, let me advance the main story. So I went to the castle. I fought some stuff or whatever. And then eventually they're like, oh, spoiler alert, it, eventually it's like, hey, uh, you got to open up another one of these element things. So that was a long, drawn-out thing. So finally I got to the boss and – and, um, uh, I haven't beat it. I only I only try to fight him maybe like four or five times, you know. And I I would I got close, but he you know he has multiple forms, and I didn't go prepared. I I didn't go down there with all like the the ability to recharge a lot of stuff, you know. I kind of mm -hmm. just went there just whatever I had. So I'm at a disadvantage. I'm not full at full strength. So I I was like hey, I could just beat him like that. Anyway, I haven't gone back to finish that. So I I either gotta continue to try to fight them without being able to recharge and all that kind of stuff you know gain the health back and all that or i gotta go back up top and you know anyway yeah so i haven't got back to it yet but um you know yeah it's 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 a lot of fun i hope uh, the next zelda does a completely different world and everything it, though i do like this i i have that same feeling with like majora's mask and um ocarina of time you know you're kind of going over the same ground and yeah there's different stuff going on and yeah there are some different things there's the the sky and the and the basement or whatever the underworld but um you know you, you are kind of going over a lot of the same stuff and and you know it feeling familiar is cool too but um it, it can be a little you know, repetitive i i agree and i think that's the route they probably will go because because of the nature of these two games they're vote they're both immense and they're both yeah. the type of game you're going to a lot of people will put maybe even hundreds of hours into at least at least dozens and dozens of hours into and my guess is people are going to be kind of spent on this aesthetic and this kind of gameplay yeah. by the time this game is fully has been out for four years or whatever my guess right. is they're going to go a different direction and give give people something fresh but i do understand why they piggybacked off off of, oh, of, um, course. of the wild probably easier to build on the same engine or whatever absolutely that and yeah. you know it we are at same the end console. of the life cycle of the of right. the switch so it was kind of it was kind of a no-brainer and we kind of oh, knew it's going to go I, that yeah route. i'm not necessarily criticizing their decision i just think and yeah. i don't think they had any intentions on making the same game again but um right. because if you i think if you look at their patterns that's kind of what they do right um yeah yeah you know like well, not their early patterns. Zelda, Zelda Two were different, but then uh, Link to the Past was uh, kind of the same thing as the original, sort of. You know, like the top-down, similar. Obviously, yeah, it was same more type of gameplay, right? Better art style and everything, and then uh, you know you, the Wind Waker and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I wouldn't mind them doing something like that again, though. Like uh, I, I do, I really did like the Wind Waker out there fishing and finding treasures and 
It was kind of yeah. fun. You you know, they had the little, um, they had the Game Boy Advance link, so you can hook your Game Boy Advance to your GameCube, and it would tell you when you're getting close. Like, it was like a radar when you're out on the, or a sonar, I guess, when you're out on the, yeah. on the water. It would tell you when you're getting close to treasures and all that. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look what they did with Metroid uh, Dread. They came out with a brand new, polished, you know, traditional Metroid game, and it yeah. did very well. It did very well. So, they might they might do something. I would love for them to give us something like that—a brand new Zelda game that's traditional, like yeah, a retro style. Well, and that's kind of the reason I was kind of saying this because you know you're, they they feel like they're going to do two various two different Mario's, right? You're going to have a traditional style, and then whatever the next odyssey part two right. or wherever they're going with exactly that. yeah and yeah. you know they we, metroid you had your prime and then you had your 3d or your 2d um mm-hmm. if they were to do that with zelda which they kind of had they were doing that to a certain extent i mean the last uh 2d well they had the remake right the um, Link's Awakening remake. Link's yeah. Awakening remake or whatever, but you had the the part two to that as well. I mean, part two uh, to the 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 3ds the, the spiritual yeah, yeah. sequel to Link. What was the Link Between Worlds? I think it Link was Between called, Worlds. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and that was really game. that was great. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if they could keep that kind of going on, so it kind of you know like uh, lends more to maybe the older guard who still kind of like remembers that kind of style and would create you know people who might want a little more simplistic take on the game and then yeah. you would have this yeah. open world stuff where you would scratch that itch too yep i agree well one more gaming topic um have you i, I think you have because i think it was on our um discord eric put up this new atari console coming out which i just was blindsided by it i didn't know anything about this but um it's a new atari console that's essentially a old school uh 2600 that actually takes cartridges and plays almost all of the old games plus atari 7800 games as well and it comes with like a 10 in 1 cartridge where it has like yars revenge and adventure and like asteroids and stuff like that what are your thoughts on that? It's HCMI out, so it's not for, you know, yeah, um, well, CRTs. Yeah, well, I know why it appeals to Eric, because uh, as he stated in our Discord, um, he doesn't have any act, you know, he has a CRT, but it's stored away, he doesn't really have the room for it, so he wants to play on uh, his modern television, and if that's what you're into, it sounds like a good thing. I don't really like that. I like to play it on an old CRT, because... That's what it was designed for. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, I, I didn't really read the article that he had linked, so I'm not quite sure if um, it's like the Retron Five or whatever. If it's emulated based, emulator based, it is. or it is. And then it I is. don't like that because it wants the point. Yeah. Then why don't you just buy an emulator? Then like, why? What's why? Why? Uh, what? Why go through the semantics of it all? Like you're. So what? You're sticking your game in there just to say it's doing but it's not really playing it you know what i mean like what's yeah the i mean here's here's where i stand on it i, I will never buy it um I, yeah however I, I i like that it's out because i think it's good that there's an option out there for younger people who have no interest in having a crt or can't get a crt or don't have room for it but they are interested in older games and the beginnings of this um the gaming industry and all the history so i, I love the fact that they're putting it out and it might get people to go snag, or maybe their yeah, uncle has a, a box younger, of games. A younger, you know? yeah, I don't think a younger kid's. There's no chance 
anybody <laughs> under 40 is going to care. Like, I'm just being well, real about it. These I, kids he, aren't... They First off, I think gaming in general is probably dying on a younger... Like, they're not... I don't... Okay, for somebody who's around a lot of children, all right? Yeah. I don't see kids on the bus playing games. I'm not saying none. There are a few. There's still a couple who still have, like, DSs, but that's very rare. Um, but there are a few who might be doing something on um, their phone. But I would say 3%, 2% are doing that. And the rest of the percents are watching TikTok videos right. and uh, Snapchatting and right. oh my gosh, whatever else whatever else the next thing i don't think it i don't think it matters like i was talking i don't i don't think it was you but maybe it was like uh the idea of toys are kind of dying they, they, they oh, think yeah. that oh, yeah. in 10 15 years maybe 20 out of stretch uh, there might not be toys anymore because uh, the only people who care about toys are guys our age buying <laughs> right. toys to display them and look at them or whatever and they appreciate the toys, and at some point uh, they're just gonna go away. I mean, I'm assuming there'll always be something like a collectible aspect, you know, something like for posing and stuff, like you know, mecha and stuff like that. But um, the thought of a kid getting an action figure and going into the backyard and playing with a little Hot Wheels or a Tonka truck or something, I think that's dying, man. It's that's sad, it, and I, I'm not just saying that as a grumpy old man. I, it really is not good. I mean, kids and human beings need to engage in imaginative play yeah. and have things that are touching and kinetic kind of exposure and all that stuff. Being being absorbed in a screen for the majority of your free time or entertainment time is not good for your brain. It's just not. So it, it is sad to see the kids don't understand how to have an imagination. Um, and e even read anymore, you know, or, or play with toys. Playing with toys is a is a good thing. It's it's a good way to spend time when you're a child, because again, you're 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 um, role playing, you're acting out, you're engaging your mind, you're mimicking things that you're seeing in real life. All those things are healthy for your mind. But watching yeah. TikTok is not. It's it it's a very you get that quick little fix and you flick and you flick and you flick and then you're just next thing you know, three hours are gone and you've done nothing and it's just rotting your brain so i mean as somebody who enjoys tiktok videos uh i do enjoy tiktok but i recognize the fact that um it does kill a lot of time it takes a lot of time you they're you know 30 second videos 15 second videos some of them are longer i mean they're up to 10 minutes now which is more the youtube style on tiktok but um you know i enjoy them but well, I did you know, too. I also, I also lived a life where I didn't have that, so right. I kind of know the the, the contrast. Um, but I don't know, man. I it's something that I rarely find toys on the bus anymore. Like you know, every now and then you'll find something, but it's and if it is, it's really just the real little ones. I'll never find yeah. like a fifth grader with a toy or fourth grader. With I a toy. played with toys till I was probably fourteen years old. Thirteen, right? I, I, I love uh, well, my Transformers I mean, and GI Joes and Legos. Well, just think I about what stuff. the package. Well, think about what the package would say. It'd be like uh, ten and up or five and up or whatever. And, and, you know, there my, is no uh, up. You know what I mean? Like it's more like five and down is kind of where it's going now. To this day. My favorite gift to receive at Christmas is a Lego set. So I'm sorry, I, I, I still love playing with well, toys. Well, Le Legos degree. might be the only thing that 
that makes it, but it's yeah. not con really considered a toy, though. I mean, in the traditional sense. I mean, no, I guess I don't, it falls into the it's educational. It's a model. I mean... Right, I mean, you're more like you're building something as opposed to. But my point to, is, uh, it's it's a uh, it's engaging my brain and my mind in a certain way, and it's it's hand-eye coordination. It's you're touching and you're thinking and you're figuring out, and it feels good. There's a satisfying element when you're finished. So yes, I don't take it in my room and start playing with it with like laser sounds and pew pew pew, and I don't do that obviously because I'm I'm an adult, but. A child would, and that—that's the, the you know the, that's why Legos was such a great toy for a kid. You're 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 starting out with a puzzle, essentially, or a model, and then you can go take it and play with it, and modify it and change it, and and that it was such a great toy and still is. But anyway, we're on a side tangent here. But I just yeah. I, yes, I fine. I engage in watching videos too. But like you said, you and I have a. Uh, something to draw from where we can be self-disciplined and understand that this is not good. I need to put this down now and go outside and, and look at the trees or something, you know, something healthy <laughs> for our minds. Cause yeah. it can, it, it breeds kind of, it can breed depression. It can breed anxiety. Um, it, it, even in adults, it's not, not a healthy way to spend uh, free time uh, it, it, when it's too much, you know, when you abuse it, I guess I'll say. But anyway, I think the console is, Again, I, yes, I, I'm interested to see how these sell and how many they, they sell because that'll give you an idea as to whether or not what I just said made any sense about younger. Well, when I say younger people, I meant like younger than us, not necessarily children. I, 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 like, I, would, I doubt anybody in their 20s would care about this. And, and I guess my, my last point on it is um, if the games aren't really there, they're just what, like... So you put them in there to what prove you own them or something? I mean, what's really the point? It's just it's it's bullshit. Just give me a, a console <laughs> that has all the games on it, then. No, I I agree. I mean, for me, practically speaking, I would I would rather just emulate them on a on like a Switch or something or something else as opposed to having this right. another console. Because again, the only time I would utilize something like that is on a trip, and I'm not going to bring all my Atari games on, on a trip and hook it up in a hotel room. Right, that's I'd what I'm just saying. So at that point, you, right. with your Switch, right? And I mean, and for guys like us who were still breaking out these Ataris and playing them, it's kind of the experience, is it not? Like you, you got Absolutely. your game, you got your old console, you're holding the joystick, you know, you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it, that's really you're you're more. I mean, because most of these games, a lot of them anyways, get boring pretty quickly. So it's really about the experience, you know, like reliving mm -hmm. something or, you know, maybe discovering a new game or, you know, like uh, these contests with the mat and everything. Um, you, have a, you have a common goal, you know, so that kind of adds a little bit to it. But I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that console doing too well. Like this yeah. might make more yeah. sense. Um it was a handheld Game Boy or something like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, even that. You know what, you I know what I'd rather about, see? You know what I'd really rather see is somebody come out with a a, new, a brand new CRT TV. <laughs> that way we can take all these consoles that are uh, all over the place I'm, and hook them up. I'm telling you, I don't think we're that far away because the renewed interest in VHS and, okay, uh, I was at Walmart the other day and there was cassettes. I mean, not like a music? lot. Yeah, there was. Really? Uh, it was uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Three had a soundtrack on cassette. That uh, is. I should have probably. I should have probably bought it, but I just thought, eh, what am I gonna do with it? You know what That's I mean? But um, you're right. And then you know, Bandcamp that 
stuff that we know of, uh, basically because of Matt and other people who are interested in that. I mean, a lot of those bands release their music. Oh on yeah, cassettes. there's definitely a, so, a niche underground. A re- yeah, yeah. Yes, renewed. So when you look at it that way, and you got you know Stranger Things releasing their Blu-rays and VHS inspired, and like that kind of seeping into the culture. I was at a store the other day that had birthday cards that looked like uh, old, you know, the the blank tape covers. You know, so uh, I don't think we're that far away <clears throat> from limit. I, I think it'll be limited. But I mean, if I can go to Best Buy and buy a cassette deck, you know, an actual standalone cassette deck to hide the hook up to a, you know, a receiver. Um, I, I mean, it's not that far. I think it's that just, would it really me. just about I don't think they're going to have large CRTs. I think it'll definitely be smaller ones, but. Uh, that's fine, but man, yeah. if, I, if I if there comes a day where you can buy a brand new CRT, that well, I mean, the next question is, is how is the quality? Is it going to last for three years and then burn out? Yeah. If they make a good well, quality CRT, right. like a main company, like a like a Sony or whatever, uh, that would excite Shiba. me. That yeah. would excite me because then it's like because that's one of the fears is these relics that we have in our rooms. They they have a lifespan and they get they're hard yeah. to they're difficult. I've I've dabbled as as you know in in repair. Um, and I've been somewhat successful, but um, it it can be a difficult and time consuming and expensive thing to repair and keep going. So, yeah, that would be really cool if they made a if at some day in the future they come out with a new CRT. That would be awesome. I would buy one. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> Sony, let's uh, let's crank yeah, out some more. If they're listening, yeah. Right, <laughs> come on, Hook them up. All right, well, moving along here, I I had a. I might have too much on this pre-main topic subject, but real quick, I I did a trip. Oh, I got a phone call. Nope, nope, that was me. Oh, that's you. Just, you're FaceTiming me. That. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No problem. Um, it's still going. Do I hit delete? Oh, there it I, goes. I, I, I stopped it. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, one of the reasons why, why I didn't have time to play the bandy challenge and other things is because I went on a big trip out west to Washington State um, and was in the Cascade Mountains and saw Mount St. Helens and had an unbelievable trip. And I just want to talk about it real quick. I know it's not related to you know our normal topics, but um, a friend of ours did a 200-mile race in the, in the mountains, and we, my wife and I and some other people, there was a, a total of five of us that crewed him. So we rented a van, and we drove around and aided him on this 200-mile race that he did in the mountains. And then we just had the time of our lives. It was an experience I'll never forget. I've never been to the West Coast before, um, and it was unbelievably beautiful. I was. It took my breath away to see those mountains as big as they are compared to what we have here on the East Coast. And I saw smoke coming out of Mount St. Helens, and I just was in awe of the environment and the beauty of the nature. And we saw there was a, a, a um, what do you call it, comets. You know, like a uh, meteor shower going on throughout this entire week that we were there. So every night we were looking up and seeing meteors and everything. And it was just like so cool. And we were, it was so dark there compared to what I'm used to as well. Because we were in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, my friend was successful in his run and it was an awesome experience. And uh, actually I took a lot of footage and made a video and everything. So that was really fun for me to do as well. But I just wanted to kind of mention that it was a it was a great trip that my wife and I had, and uh, we left the kids for a whole week, and they did good, and held the fort down here at the house with the pets and everything, and it was successful. But leading up to that, doing the trip, and then getting back and getting getting back to work, 
took like an entire month of my life. So <laughs> we had a lot of prep work to do for it, a lot of planning, lots of shopping, lots of, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then the trip itself, you know, it was it was really adventurous for us, but it was really exciting and really fun. So have you ever been up that far north? Uh, I'm assuming you have. Yeah, well, my, my mother and my brother live in um, Oak Harbor, which is in Washington, which is a little few miles south of uh, Seattle. So uh, that's as high as I've been up there. Um, gotcha. I, I think there was one point you can see Mount St. Helens from a distance, but I could be remembering that wrong. But um, I didn't see no smoke or none of that. Um, but I have been in tall mountains because that's what we have in California. Uh, there's huge yeah. mountain ranges. and Yeah. So I'm not too uh, – I mean, it's, that's not – something i haven't been experienced with uh how did you like not having 100 percent humidity that's the real question it was gorgeous <laughs> it was yeah. really it was not really just nice. sweating for no reason it was know? yeah like, i mean the weather the entire week we were there the weather was was really really nice there were a couple of yeah. hot days but for the most part it was just perfect weather so yeah it was it was noticeably different and plus we were at high elevation so they had that crisp air and it was cool and windy and yeah it was it was bright yeah it was it was unbelievable I'd, it's it's kind of subtle the difference between the east and the west coast at least up north where we were in the mountains but it was definitely noticeable the, everything just seemed a little crisper and brighter and cleaner and you know it was just beautiful so yeah we had a great time what have you been up to um anything you want to talk about as far as uh yeah, well, I, I saw Matt recently. We went, did a little bit of hunting. It wasn't really a lot to find at the time I got there. I had uh, some work in his area, and he came uh, to where I was at and picked me up. So we drove uh, down into, well, I was in San Luis Obispo, which is a coastal town in uh, California, Southern California, Southern-ish California. I don't know. Everybody fights for the rights of calling a soul cow. So you tell an L.A. person you're there, they're like, that's not, but whatever. Anyway, so I was down there, and uh, uh, we went, we had some dinner, and we uh, hit this one spot that used to be a gold mine for me. And I mean, I still think I'll find them slipping from time to time, because I, I caught them sometime last year. I went in there and, and uh, caught them slipping on some games, but uh, man, that place was really picked or they just not getting new stockings. Probably that's probably more the case. But um, you know, we looked around a little bit. I picked up uh, Incredible Hulk uh, season one on DVD, and I, cool. I don't think I don't remember Matt getting. He was looking through the records and stuff, and uh, but he actually came bearing gifts. He gave me two laser discs for my small, modest laser disc collection that I don't plan Very on cool. getting too too big, but. Uh, one with Spaceballs, which is a you know oh, pretty yeah. fun comedy, and um, absolutely. But uh, the the big one for me was um, a Total Recall. So, oh, I I one of the first laser discs I got was Commando, and you know I felt like well that's a pretty you know that's a good one to have, and absolutely. You know that was uh, my childhood favorite was Schwarzenegger and. And his his movies, and then of course yeah. I had I had to get Terminator. You know, if you're gonna, you can't have Commando without Terminator. And the fact that he showed up bearing gifts with uh, with Total Recall, I mean that was that's 
that's really ranked up. I mean, that's probably my favorite 90s action movie. Yeah, sci-fi action, I guess you would call it. It's a great movie. Yeah, and it, I mean, honestly, every time I watch it, I just, it's its never one of those movies that I feel like I have nostalgia glasses on. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just, it's good, you know? And, I saw that and, in the theater. Uh, yeah, I did too. Uh, brand, right when it came out, I, me and my friend Marshall, and uh, we took a couple of girls, and we went to the went to watch Total Recall, and there was an awkward moment with some old boomer in front of us. Uh, my buddy got lost a little bit, so I was kind of whispering to him to try to catch him up on what he missed. And this uh, old boomer turned around, and was all mad, and you know, you need to be quiet in the theater. And uh, it was oh just one gosh. of those moments where it's like, am I going to be like the, the asshole teenager to be like, fuck you, Gramps? Or <laughs> or uh, I just I just took it. I just said, all right, you know. I actually, I don't remember saying anything. I just stared at him, and then he turned around. <laughs> I, remember, I remember his wife was mortified. She's just like, oh and it gosh. was crazy. It, was, it wasn't like we were even talking that long. I mean, it was literally like, hey, what? What did I, you know, what just happened? I don't know. I forgot what he asked me. And I just said, oh, no, right. that's this and that. You know, I just explained it to him really good. But it was real brief. And this guy was, you could tell, like, uh, they got a saying, like, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Well, he was ready. All right. This guy was <laughs> right. ready to, <laughs> he was ready to go. He was going to oh fight me over that. Yeah. But um, it was, it's one of my favorites. I also went and um, I visited Curtis uh, last weekend. I think it was, I don't know. Maybe it was two weekends ago now. Oh, yeah, it was. A couple weeks ago, uh, he had um, him and his improv group had one of their their performances. So it's always fun to watch Curtis act, and it's oh, all yeah. improvised. That's cool. And uh, it's always it, – what the thing that I always take from it, and I know, Curtis, that you're listening, and you know I'm just giving you a hard time, but, you know, Curtis is a – you know, he's a professional actor. Um, but our, our friend Brian is not a professional actor and I swear he outperforms Curtis every time. <laughs> Kurt, Brian is so awesome. Yeah. This guy's great. I love Brian, man. He's, he's, he's amazing. Uh, you know, it's like, he's tall, he's a good looking guy. He's smart, very well-spoken, a, a real nice guy. Right. And, uh, doesn't have any acting experience, goes up there, acts, is good. I mean, I'm telling you, there's other professional actors on the stage. He acts, you wouldn't know the difference. I didn't know he wasn't an actor the first time I watched Brian act. I was like, oh, wow, is he acting? He goes, no, he's like, a, uh, he, I think he animates, uh, he does like animation for DVD, Blu-ray menus. I, I might be off on that, so sorry, Brian, if I got that wrong, but um yeah, no acting. We go to another time. We go to uh, karaoke. The guy sings too, man. I'm like, dude, leave a little <laughs> for the rest of us. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. seriously, bro. But uh, anyway, so I drove up there or down there, and uh, it was a short trip. You know, I stayed the night, left in the next day because uh, they had <laughs> – not only did they have a hurricane coming to L.A., which I just missed, it, it ended up not being as – I mean – "Quote unquote hurricane." It was the remnants of a hurricane, so which was a tropical storm. I just didn't right. want to get. There's this big uh, overpass uh, that's called the Grapevine. Uh, California residents know all about it, but you know somebody like you know out of town or like you would know. But um, in order to get to Los Angeles from where it, it's basically it divides the state. I mean, you can go around, but it's several hours out of the way. But uh, the the quickest path. Uh, from Northern California to Los Angeles is to go over this grapevine. Um, it takes about, 
I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes to get through it. Maybe a little more than that, depending on how fast you're going. But um, Gotcha. But you don't want to get stuck on the top of this grapevine. And and there's been flash floods up there and snow. And there's all kinds of things that could, you you know, it, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? And so uh, I initially planned on kind of hanging out a little bit until he went to work. And then I was going to go to a couple of spots, a whammy and be kind video and check them out. But uh, I don't know. I, I just kept thinking like, man, I don't want to get caught in a mudslide. I missed a mudslide coming back one time before, like by minutes. You know, as I'm wow. driving down, I, the little alarm was going off talking about a mudslide and be careful. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, like that emergency is, that broadcast is weather, system. Yeah, that's the type of uh, alert or emergency we will never hear here in Maryland, that there's mudslides. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, well, you don't have mountains, right? I mean, yeah, I not guess really. you could have them. I don't know. You could probably have them in maybe, I don't know. I don't really know what you guys could have. But up here <laughs> in that area, you could have mudslides. But then, so not only did I miss the, you know, the hurricane, there was an earthquake happening as I left, too. <laughs> like, they oh got a gosh. tropical, they got, you know, a, this is called a hurricane because it's funnier. They got a hurricane and an earthquake <laughs> the same day. It was like, I think it was like a 5.8, which isn't really big. But when you're in a 5.8, it feels like, is this going to stop? You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's not like the real worrisome ones, like the sevens and the eights and stuff like that that's like catastrophe there's buildings yeah, gonna fall yeah. and the, you know the rock is gonna have to come and save the day kind of thing but <laughs> right. um but as far as like pickups go uh, the real big pickup i got i bought a new car so i traded in my old car oh, i got a new one yeah cool. so i got that a brand well, new or used Nah, I'm not, yeah i get a new car it Whoa. might be the last new car i buy who knows you never know when the Whoa, last one is awesome but, yeah, it's a 2024 um, uh, Kia Sportage, so it's a mid-size SUV. Cool. I've been, I, you know, I, I always ha- always drove a truck, and I still have my truck, but I'm all, I'm used to sitting up high, like you, you know what I mean? So yeah. when you get into these these sedans, uh, I don't know. It, it. I drove a sedan for four years. That was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not saying I'll never own another sedan again, but... Um, I do enjoy the extra room. I'm really, I got it fully loaded. It's got leather seats and a panoramic sunroof. Man, that's awesome. Little air conditioning on the seats and heat and heated steering wheel. It's all the things, right? But, um. Very cool. Yeah. Good for you, Well, we'll see how cool it is whenever the payments start coming in. (laughs) But, but, you know, the thing is, is, uh, you know, if I, I'll keep it for at least a year. And if I decide that maybe it wasn't the best decision i'll trade it in and get something else there you go well, i found great. out i had excellent credit it was the excellent good i thought it was you. just really good credit but it was like close to perfect credit wow which yeah i mean not everybody well, that probably can say helped that. no well, no, <laughs> no they would have sold me the car anyways if it just been a higher percentage rate <laughs> right that's true yeah you can go in there with well, bad cool. credit and they'll give you a car very cool. Yeah, I haven't bought a new car, God, like a brand new car, in a long time. Long time. It's been probably 15 years, something like that. You know, my work trucks I always buy used. Trucks trucks are so expensive. And um, I'm hoping, you know, my, my personal vehicle, we have a minivan. but um, we And this is the fourth, I think, minivan we've had since we've had kids. And my wife is determined 
and she's in because this van has like I don't know two hundred and sixty thousand miles on it. It's you know yeah. it's definitely about done. So when this one is done, my wife is adamant that she's not going to get another minivan. So she'll finally get like a car that she wants as opposed Good. to something that we need. So I'll be looking forward to that for her. But um, yeah, I'm a truck guy for sure. I, I I cannot imagine ever driving a car, you know. So. You know what? I, I the reason I went with the car that time is you know I when I was a you know teenager and stuff I had Volkswagens and stuff like that. So I mean I was used to having cars at one point, but uh, in the early adulthood we you know Toyota and we had a couple small cars. But uh, when I finally got in a position where I could buy something new. I wanted a truck, and I bought a brand new Chevy, and I still own that same truck, and I, I loved it to this day, but um, I wanted something that was better on gas. Now I think I kind of gone backwards a little bit on the gas, but I mean not <laughs> to my truck status. It still get my uh, this car gets you know a lot better gas mileage than my truck, but um, yeah, the sedan I had, I mean it's gonna it had a little bit of better gas mileage. It's not as far off as you would think though, but mm, yeah, uh, they've, they've gotten know, really. Good with yeah, that these days. Gas mileage is Yeah, crazy I mean, I would many. say the the car probably gets maybe about I don't know eight to maybe ten miles better than this, but it's this right. is you know I'm still averaging like twenty five miles to the yeah, gallon. That's on and, Gosh. and then on uh, the highway, it, I got it up to thirty two. So my truck gets like seventeen miles a gallon. Yeah, of course it, it's it a claims. It's, yeah, yeah, it claimed 28, but I, I actually, you know, probably I'm driving it a little faster than I need to. But, uh, <laughs> right. It is fun, man. It's a, it's it's enjoyable. It's got a lot of space. The back seats fold down. And, That's you know, awesome, like, man. Good even though you. I don't really need to put a lot of stuff in it right now, but, you know, at some point it'll come into play. Very exciting. That's cool. Well, I got and, as far that... as, like, a, well, I was going to say last thing, as far as, like, a, you know, trinket stuff, I, I got a first print copy of uh, Alien off this guy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's right, yeah. yeah. So tell me I, about that. I, I wasn't familiar with that whole magnet. What was it, magnetic? Uh... Magnetic. Well, this was, I, yeah, I know Bill might fight me on this, but I believe magnetic was the first home distributor in the States, anyways, of uh, movies. Like, they're very, if they're not the first, they're the one of... Um, <clears throat> like we're talking uh late 70s like probably 77 yeah. 78 79 that kind of time range or time frame um i think they were a subs i think i think they were magnetic wasn't uh a, some independent company i believe it was um mca rca you know it was some in, you know it was a derivative of some other big co- i could look it up but some other company this was like their 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 video label I, I think right. it's Fox. I think it's actually. I could be wrong, but I think it's CBS Fox, and this was their first. Uh, I, I I'm pretty sure that's right because it seems like all the tapes that are the next generation are CBS Fox. I think it was their first label. Well, but, I mean, Alien know, was what seventy nine. Yeah, right. right. So but, that would have you can been eighty get, or eighty one as far as that release. Uh, I believe it's eighty one. Yeah, right, okay, but I mean, this was like those late '70s stuff, like that. So, um, to me, there's kind of like a like a I don't want to say a holy trinity because it's probably more than just three, but you know, like Carrie's kind of cool. There's a magnetic. There's a 
like a horror. There's some cool horror labels that have the the magnetic uh, treatment, and uh, they're just cool to have, dude. And I'm glad to Where have it. Where did you find it? Uh, it? Well, it was on Instagram. But there's this guy oh, who's okay. he he has like these really crazy tape sales where. I mean, he's selling like 1,500 tapes, right? So it takes him a couple of weeks to actually ship it out, so you kind of have to be patient. Um, I bought I bought like three kind of top-tier, rarish tapes from him over wow. the years, and uh, he always gives me like a crazy deal. Like, he had to actually start raising his prices because he was noticing that, you know, people were just taking advantage and just buying them and then instantly turning around and flipping them for the higher uh, rate. So, yeah. but he was giving like really crazy. For instance, there's um, the the first print of um, a sleepaway camp with the uh, with the bolt, the door flaps or whatever <laughs> yeah, that right. that goes for anywhere between, you know, let's say 100 ish to 200. And I was seeing him selling it for 60 bucks. Like, I almost bought it just to have it as a second copy. You know what I mean? I got my copy in a trade. It didn't really cost me anything. But his, I was just like, wow. And that's kind of what drew my attention to his account. Um, Somebody just happened to share something a few years ago. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's giving out some real deals. Um, So I've gotten a couple of tapes from him. And uh, I'm glad to to have added this one. So... That's so cool. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, that is that is sweet. That's a great pickup for sure. Well, real quick, the only other thing I want to mention that I watched was uh, on the plane, I downloaded the Mario movie. So I finally saw that. Um, did you see that, Chris? I haven't watched it yet, no. Okay. It's on, uh, I think it's on uh, Peacock or, I think it's on Peacock right now. But I, I downloaded it off Amazon Prime. I, you know, so I paid like four bucks for it to rent it, essentially. Sucker. But, <laughs> but I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. It was fun. I laughed. It was um, short and sweet. So very enjoyable. I recommend it. I had a lot of fun with it. I really don't have much bad to say about it at all. So Jack Black Good. was funny. The jokes were funny. It was beautiful animation-wise. Um, all the voice acting was great. So, yeah, I loved it. It was great. So, yeah, look forward to it. You should check it Good. out. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I just haven't got to it yet. Okay, main topic. We're all talking about sequels and reboots, good and bad. Um, how do you want to start, Chris? Do you want to start talking about maybe some of our favorite sequels? Um, yeah, I, th- I the- think that's prob- I think there's a top-tier sequels, right, yeah. that I think that is kind of universally Obvious. agreed upon. Right. right. So you have... You know, one that will, uh, even if you're not into these kind of movies, uh, The Godfather. Godfather Part 2 is considered, you're not going to get a higher top tier than The Godfather Part 2 as far as um, it's acclaimed. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's considered, you know, just as good as the original. And some people like it more than the original. And you wouldn't be wrong. And then I think you would go into, you know, now if you're going into like action, sci-fi, you have Aliens. Right, that's that's that'd be another big one that I think people could argue which one they like better, and uh, yes, then yes, the other, yes. and then the other one I think would be Terminator Two. Like yes. I think these are like the big. I mean, there's others, you know. We're more we'll touch upon them, but I think that's yeah. kind of like renowned. I think any I think anybody would agree. I think a lot some people would a hundred percent like Terminator Two better than the original one, right? I th- and I and I couldn't argue with you. I'd say, well, 
you know? Yeah, that, that is definitely probably one of the ones that would pop in your head the most of being uh, a sequel they that was better than the original. Yeah, they outdid yeah. the original. And whereas it's hard for me to say that, but I I can uh, completely agree with it. I mean, I think it's it's an outstanding movie. It went in a, di- a familiar but different direction, you know what I mean? And I think it built upon what the original movie laid out without um, just rehashing everything or without making the first movie invalid, right? Like, you still... I agree. They still kept... You know, granted, in the original one, they didn't stop Judgment Day, and that's fine. It continued, and you know what I mean? So that's that's fine. So I guess in that, they kind of did, but they still built upon it. They gave a good reason, a valid reason, why this movie needed to continue, uh, this franchise needed. Now, you can make an yeah. argument the movies after that don't need to, to be, and that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, fair, that's a fair argument. Yeah. But I, I, can't, I can't imagine a world where that movie didn't exist. I think well, if what anything, I'll say about, it elevated the original movie. Yeah, what I'll say about T2 is, in my opinion, it's probably the perfect sequel because of what it essentially is, it's the first one and a whole lot more. You know, it, it like you just said, it continues the story wonderfully. It amps it up as far as the action, as far as the set pieces, as far as the special effects, um, and it, it, it builds the lore. So, yes, it, it, is, a, it is what you would, most people would consider a, a really good or a perfect sequel so i do agree with that and aliens is a little different because it's a different creator you know yeah it was um as as everybody probably knows you know it went from ridley scott to james cameron and it was a whole different take it went from a horror to an action um so a lot of people like aliens better than alien i i prefer the first one but i love both of them for what they are so it i think it's a great sequel but it's a little different category for me because it's a different a creative mind behind it so it's a different it's almost like a you know a different movie well it's definitely a different kind of movie because it's, it's a different genre but it's a very it has a whole different feel to it so it's a little different than like t1 versus t2 um in right. that regard so yeah well the, yeah it's compl- like with t1 and t2 i mean one's a slasher horror sci-fi movie and the other one's an action sci-fi movie mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes. like yes. there's yeah. not much horror i mean there's a little smidge of horror in it but not much i mean it's you know what i mean it's that's like saying uh your typical action movie is a horror movie it's not you know what i mean well the irony is like you're just saying you know t t1 terminator and alien are both pretty much horror movies they are in the sci- yeah and in a sci-fi genre and yeah right. they, and the same thing exactly and aliens yeah and T2 are both action movies. So they both transition from horror to action in their sequels. And, ironically, they're both James Cameron. Well, Aliens is James Cameron, and so is the Terminator right. series. So yeah, kind of funny there. And other ones that kind of or on my short list as far as sequels that I... And the way I kind of did this in my mind or what I, what I recall from my experience, not necessarily what's known as good sequels or bad sequels. These are, these are to my memory, to my experience. So what I had was Superman 2 is another one that pops in my head. Yep. That as a kid, now I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 1 and 2 were filmed together. And there's a whole story that goes with this with Richard Donner and he was fired and they kind of pieced together the second one or something like that. I I well, used to they, know the they, story better than yeah, I do they, now. Yeah, they but. brought in a... I can't remember the guy's name, but they brought in a director to finish the movie. And yeah. uh, so he obviously shot other parts. Um, and then they 
there was enough. Well, that's why there's a Donner cut, right? Because there was yes, enough yes. there to actually um, release the movie as is, but they decided to lighten it up a little bit, add a little more camp to it, I guess. Um, I don't know. I've watched the Donner cut, and I've watched the whatever cut, the theatrical cut. I prefer the theatrical cut, but maybe it's because that's the one I saw first. Uh, I don't know. but Yeah, it's one of those movies that I've been wanting to revisit. I haven't revisited the Superman series in a long time, and I really am eager to do that because I, I do want to kind of re, um, re-experience those movies. Um, but they were filmed together, so they obviously are part of one full vision, um, except right. for the... You know the fact that they were kind of butchering up the second one a little bit, as we just mentioned. But well, I think kid, I think uh, another glaring uh, omission was Marlon Brando. Like they actually filmed, he had, they had scenes for him because they did actually reuse them in Superman Returns. Yes, yes. That they took those unused film, those unused scenes, and used them eventually. But yes, they uh, did. then they just filmed his mother. So. Mm-hmm. Instead of but that, uh, but the as dad a kid, helping him and whatever. You didn't know the difference? No. Yeah. But as a kid, Superman 2 was a good sequel to me. I, oh, I, I loved I it. Was, it was great. They would, he was beating up bad guys and yeah. Zod and everything and that broody guy and the woman. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So that, that stands out in my mind as one that I liked as a kid. Another one is obvious to everybody, and that's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, maybe one of the best sequels ever made. Well, uh, that would see that was actually the other I was gonna say in this. I forgot, but um, that would be the other one I think people would argue is better than the original. Uh, yeah, a lot. Of, that's one that I would accept and say, yeah, I can see that. Now I, 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 I agree I, with it, but I, I, do, I too. do love the original one. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that diminishes it, but I think Empire is the pinnacle of Star Wars. Well, much like I mentioned about T2, it, it is the perfect sequel in that it takes the original and then it does it, it does more with it. It amps it up, bigger set pieces, more monsters, more action, better more special story effects, lines. more There's story, multiple storylines going on, more action, more, more character comedy. building. I mean, the, the, the tension more between romance. Leia and Han. Yes, it all they did. They just took that original and just and made it that much better. So that that's yeah. what a good sequel should do. Uh, another one on my short list is uh, Toy Story 2. I thought that was a really, really good sequel. Um, yeah. And that was back in an era where Pixar, everything they did was just top-notch. And, they, you know, Toy Story was the first, you know, P- Pixar film, the first full-length CGI film, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and when they came out with Toy Story 2, everybody was super hyped because the first one was so good. And it, it really lived up to the hype, and it did well, and I thought it was a great sequel. So those are the kind of the, my that's my short list of sequels from my childhood or you know younger years that I remember that I remember experiencing that were favorable that I thought wow that's how a sequel should be the the list of bad sequels is much larger for me <laughs> so, uh, do you have any more good sequels that you well want to yeah I, I would say like uh, now there was a pattern that I noticed when I because I initially I had a different kind of concept of what we were going to talk about but. As I started digging into more sequels, I really noticed there's really only three kinds of sequels. Unless, well, four if you count superhero, right? But you have your you have action sequels, you have horror sequels, and you have comedy sequels. There are some dramas. So before you know, you start pointing them out, uh, whoever. There are, but I'm saying the majority are these. And uh, I know it's a lot of them, like, they really fall off after the first one. 
But uh, as far as the action goes, uh, Lethal Weapon 2, I, I really enjoy that one as far as an action sequel. Uh, the Road Warrior, I feel, is... Oh, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Completely better than Mad Max. And I don't right. dislike the original Mad Max, but uh, the budget, the you know, some of the act. I mean, the, the actors weren't as good because there was a lot of, like, unpaid extras or just local yokels that were filming in Australia or whatever when they were filming that now, movie. Now, real quick, let me butt in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Mad Max 2 was almost like a remake of the first one because they got the better budget. And I know it's a, I know it's a continuation and a different story, but in a sense, I think that was almost supposed to be like a, the original concept. So it's kind of like a remake, if I'm not mistaken. Did you? I, I you think you're mistaken because his wife oh, is I? nowhere to be seen. His family's nowhere to be seen. In the original movie, he's a he's a police officer, and kind of a post-apocalyptic time. Even though I don't, I think they really expanded on how desperate the situation was or is as the movies continued. Because uh, I think you could watch the first Mad Max. And not really think of it as, like, a nuclear bomb went off or something. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like maybe there's been maybe an economical collapse or something like that. But, I mean, they still have a police department. There's still a lot of structure going on. There's still people with regular homes and everything. Like, so I don't think that – I don't think the concept was what it became. Whereas in The Road Warrior and uh, Beyond Thunderdome, this is clearly – what's left of civilization after a, a catastrophic event like the bomb right i think they even mentioned mm -hmm. that in one of them talking about when the bomb went off or whatever but um no the road warrior he's already now he's still driving around in i think it's the same car his interceptor his police uh, the police car but it doesn't look like a police car anymore but i i, I think you're led to believe it's the same car i'm not sure if it is or not but i think that's the idea and now he's a nomad. He's just kind of going around looking for fuel and supplies. Uh, so the the second movie is really based around fuel. Is is the is the MacGuffin of the movie. Uh, and the third one, um, I think, is a is a solid sequel as well. Beyond Thunderdome. I know that's a little divisive. I don't think everybody likes it, but um, I saw it in the theater as a kid, so that might have a little something to do with it. But I enjoy it. Um. Yeah, that's a good one to put on there for sure. I forgot about that franchise, and that that is that because that's the one I watched the most as a kid was the second one. Yeah, um, I saw that I, in the I, theaters, and we went to the drive-in to watch it, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like my parents had no safeguards as far as like, <laughs> you just yeah. watch whatever they're watching, and uh, so yeah. Um, another that's... another franchise, like I said, Lethal Weapon. I think the the second one's really solid. After that, eh, you know, I I could do without three and four or whatever, but. I feel like uh, one and two are really good movies because uh, the second movie really builds upon how close that Murtaugh and uh, you know uh, Glover and uh, Gibson mm -hmm. Gibson have gotten. You know, what I mean, they're they're a yeah. family now at this point. Like he's yes, yes. washing his clothes at their house, and you know they that you could tell how much these two guys love each other at this point. And whereas the first yeah. one, it's this filling out process. Eventually, respect is gained by the end of the movie. But the second movie, they're a family, you know what I mean? And so I, you know, mm -hmm. I, don't sue me, Vin Diesel. But, um, you know, like, they're, they're definitely a family in that movie. And I, I, I really think that they could have ended after that. That was really good. Um, another sequel, uh, Die Hard 2. I really like that. I think it 
even though it's probably a little derivative of the first one, and uh, some you, some people might like, uh, uh, was it Die Harder? Is that the one with uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, Live Free and Die Hard, maybe? No, that no, that's like, that's like the fourth one. I think Oh, oh. I think Die Harder is the third. I don't know. Whatever the third one is. The one with Samuel. No, actually, part yeah. two is Die Harder. I'm looking at it now. Um, whatever the third one is. That, that one's a, a solid sequel as well, but... You know, it's kind of, you know, same thing, McLean, you know, stopping a terrorist act and all that. But I feel like it's right. a pretty solid action flick. Now, some I felt like there's also another kind of thing where the sequel is they went a different direction. Um, Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Yes. And some pe- you know, like that Gremlins 2 really went more campy. C- comedy, yeah. 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 And, uh, but it was I good. A, I like to say yeah, yeah, I, I, good. I, I do, too. It's completely different vibe it's funny it's great it's a great movie it's fun it's campy like you said got a lot of jokes in there like um pop culture type jokes for the time yeah so yeah i remember uh, it, one thing that stood out in my mind was the one scene where one of the winged ones crashed through a a wall and it was like a bat symbol <laughs> was on the wall yeah you remember yeah. that yeah so yeah and there was also the um there was two versions too uh it's just a minor clip but um if you saw it in the movie theater, um, the gremlins were, like, tearing up the movie up into the projection room. And, like, Hulk Hogan came out and was like, what do you, I'm going to tear you up or whatever. And, you know, like, quit messing around or something. And so then the movie started again. So it was like you were supposed to, as an audience member, you were supposed to feel like the gremlins were, had gotten into the projection yeah. room or were messing <laughs> yeah. it up. Because the uh-huh. movie went crazy, like if like if the movie tore or something, right? And then they shot a different version of that for the VHS release, which I think is kind of cool that they took the time that to do cool. that. Yeah, and that's kind of fun. Um, I think it, like now we start to get into like the blockbuster sequels. I mean, you have you can't go any further than you know Back to the Future two and three. Now I think I'm yeah. kind of in the minority here. I know I am. I prefer three over two. I feel oh, like I do too. I do too. I, I I just really enjoy I just enjoy the old west thing and um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like the the second one just you know you're only in the future for this short time frame and then they're just taking you right back to the fifties again. And and not that I dislike it, it just it, it doesn't feel different to me. A different enough. Um, I prefer yeah. the the third one. Um, your thoughts on that? Um, actually, spoiler alert: that is on my bad sequels list. Back to the so now. Do two. you think the third? Yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I don't think it's a horrible now, sequel, here, but here's, I, here's I don't why, think it's a good. Here's why one. it's on my list. It's not like I haven't watched that probably in a while, but as a original watch, as, as a kid or or a younger teenager or whatever, I was disappointed. And I, and I remember there was lots of things I didn't like about it. It was um, off-putting. There were some some scenes that I didn't like. There was uh, some of the acting was kind of cringy. The hoverboard thing was kind of gimmicky. I just thought it was like one of those cash grab sequels that just was like trying to ride the coattails of the popularity of the original, and they slapped it together. That's how I felt as when I watched it as a teenager or a kid. Um, so I haven't revisited it, and I haven't like analyzed it, but that was my experience. Was I? I remember not liking that sequel. I and so. I see. I don't think of it as a cash grab thing, considering how far apart they were filmed. I think it was about four or five years difference. But I, was was it? I, yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, but what I would say about it is, I just feel like I feel like 
it would have been a more interesting movie had it been in the future a little longer. Even though I do like the, you know, the separate timelines after Biff uh, gets the almanac and all that. I mean, I I'm not saying there's not, it's not a good movie per se. I don't, it's just, I prefer the third one. Well, here's what um, I'm going to compare it to, because I think this is ahead. a perfect comparison, is the the Back to the Future trilogy, to me, is exactly like the Indiana Jones trilogy. The first one is the best, the second one's kind of a stinker, and the third one kind of comes back to its original roots. And that's how I feel about the Back to the Future series. Um, right. I didn't, as a kid, we talked about this before, Temple Doom is on, now I just watched that on VHS a couple of uh, months ago, and I talked about it right. on the last podcast. I had a lot of fun revisiting that and watching that on VHS here in my room. It was a great watch. But I did not like that as a kid. It scared me. It was weird. They changed the girl. There's a scene where Indy's in a trance, and you know I hate that. So that yeah. <laughs> sequel to me was like icky. I didn't like it. It wasn't it, the first one is like a perfect movie. It's fun. It's adventurous. Indy's got this solid character to him, and then they kind of change things in the, in the second one. Of course, we talked about this before as, as well. I didn't know as a kid that this was a prequel. So I'm thinking, right. where's Mary? Where's well, Mary? Yeah, where see, that's that's where I was going to jump in as soon as you were done. But um, that is kind of the, the caveat, right? Like, it's a prequel. So yeah. I guess we can touch on prequels at some point. But there's that as well. I mean, technically, yes, they're prequels. But, I mean, they are still sequels because oh, yeah, yeah. they were For made the after this, the original yes. movie. But, yes, in the timeline of the movie, that is considered a prequel. Um I, it's, I mean, considering the last two that came out, I would I would say I look a lot more fonder on Temple of Doom, even though I don't necessarily dislike the last two indie movies. They're just not as good. Uh, you know, dip the tones off. I mean, of course, his age is kind of throws you off a little bit, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I I I do agree with you. I feel like there was a course correction for sure. They're like, yeah, we kind of need to go back to, and I think if any. I think that's kind of the other thing that some sequels do, right? Like, they just yeah. try to give you the same thing they've already given you, but try to change it enough where you don't feel like it's the same thing. It feels familiar. They hit a similar beats. I, I think they. I think uh, Last Crusade does that very well. Uh, I've seen criticism, yeah. like you know, people who, uh, you know, that's kind of their shtick. They like to um, tell you how the movie you're watching is essentially you've already watched it, right? Um, with uh, Force Awakens. Uh, I remember when I watched that in the theater, I felt like, oh, that was really refreshing. I enjoyed it. But um, I thought about it later, and I was like, wow, they really did hit the same beats. <laughs> yeah, for you sure. know what I mean? And then I watched yeah. a guy. There's this, uh, there's this channel um, called The Pitch Meeting, and the guy is really is a very smart comedian. And um, so it, it, the the concept of that video is he's he's a he's pitching an idea to a greedy corporate executive, and he's the same character. I mean, it's the same actor playing two different characters, right? So he's talking to himself, kind of thing. But mm -hmm. he he nailed it, you know. Like and, and it was like, oh yeah, he hit everything I was thinking. Yeah. That's why it felt so good because it's just the same movie. <laughs> but <laughs> right. um, some movies do it better than others. Um, anyway, more well, sequels. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, you, you you touched on it exactly, like like we were saying before, like for example, Temple of Doom, and we'll go ahead and say uh, Back to the Future too. I think it tried to do what like T two did and um, uh, 
Empire Strikes Back did, where it was it was a beefed up version or you know a continuation, but more. Um, and it just to me there there was too much that had uh, changed, or there was poor writing, and the quality just wasn't there um, for things like Temple of Doom and Back to the Future Two, I think. Um, and I think they kind of came back. Like I said, you agree that like the temp, the uh, um, um, Back to the Future series and the Indiana Jones series kind of parallel each other in that regard. Yeah, like, I think so. I, I yeah. well, for me, I, it's the first one's the better one, and yeah. the third one is. Well, I I would say the third Indiana Jones movie is better than the third Back to the Future movie. I think there it's a better movie, but I. Out of the, if we're just talking about the franchise, it's my second favorite, and I do I really enjoy yeah. watching it. I, I just I don't know I dig the old west and yeah and yeah they like recycle too. a lot of lines, but I mean that's I think that's kind of, I, I think you kind of have to accept that as a viewer that that's just kind of what they're going for, like as far mm-hmm. as for the comedic thing is you know yeah he's an asshole or whatever I, I don't know whatever the lines <laughs> are that they re- reply a lot or re- re- reuse a lot you know what I mean but. Yeah. Um, now I'll give some examples of movies that are terrible at doing that. Whereas, uh, like we talked about, they're taking something familiar and kind of freshing it up a little bit. So yeah. Teen Wolf. Now I'm not saying Teen Wolf's a great movie. It's it's a fine movie for what it was, but Teen Wolf Two is oh, the yeah. exact. It's the same thing. Instead of being a basketball player, it's a it's a boxer. Uh, the the Instead of it being Michael J. Fox, it's his cousin, you know, because <laughs> Michael J. Fox is like, I don't want nothing to do with that crap. So, and 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 at the end, uh, my and, and they couldn't even give the cousin his own dad. He had to use Michael J. He had his uncle come to the school to threaten the dean, make him pee his pants or whatever. So, like, that's a terrible way to. You're just that is what I would call a cash grab for sure. You know, it's funny. It's on my list too. Team Wolf, Team Wolf Two, T O O with Jason Bateman is on my list as well. And that was one of those ones I distinctly remember as a kid being so disappointed because I love the first one. Michael yep. J. Fox has such charisma. He's such a fun actor to watch. He's got great comedic timing. Um, it was it was a better movie, better edited, better put together. The wolf effects were better. Everything was better. And then you were so excited because, oh, there's another one. And it was just like the same thing rehashed but a lesser quality lesser quality actor lesser quality everything and it was just like oh this was just terrible so yeah it's funny that's on my list as well (laughs) yeah i mean the thing is it's like it's not a great franchise to begin with but at the time you know especially from a kid's perspective um you know it was a coming of age movie you know it's supernatural michael j fox was a very popular actor at the time so um it had all the makings of being a really good movie but um you know uh, and then another one that kind of comes to mind where it's just kind of a knockoff, not recycling, so to speak, but you can see the dip in the quality in like RoboCop one and two at uh, three That's on my list too. Yeah. Three That's is so, <laughs> yeah. Three is so bad that it's actually fun to watch because it's a terrible movie. It's just like really bad. <laughs> so that one kind of falls into a different category, but two um, you know, being that you had all the actors back, you know, uh, know you did not, you, you didn't have the same director though. I don't think uh, that guy wanted anything no. to do with it. Um, no, that's a big part of it. That's a big part Van, of it. Van Holden? Vorhaven, uh, Paul, Paul Verhaven or something like that. Whatever. Paul, let's just yeah. say he's Paul. 
Paul did. Well, he want he to directed. Do with it. Uh, he directed uh, Starship Total Recall, Troopers, Total Starship Recall. Troopers. Yeah, that's yeah. actually some, a great some of my favorite of science movies. fiction. Films. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he so. didn't make enough movies. He's amazing. But yes. um, that's a, that's definitely a, a a terrible second movie. Because I agree. And that one had no excuse. They obviously had the budget, right? They had the actors. They just. You know, the storyline wasn't so bad. I mean, it wasn't a terrible concept, but they, they just dropped the ball. And that kid is awkward. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. It's it's on my list because I remember it's one of those films. I loved the first one so much. I told the story before. It's one of the first rated R movies I ever saw. And I loved RoboCop. And this one came out. I went and saw it in the theater, and I was so disappointed. It was too long. That kid was so off-putting. Um, you could tell it wasn't the same director. It wasn't the same style. Um, it has some moments. Some of the special effects are kind of cool. Um, but it, it definitely was a big letdown compared to the first one. So, yeah, that made my list, too. Yeah, and then, so another one, like a good sequel, but that I don't think is as good as the original. But Karate Kid 2, I do enjoy his little trip to Okinawa. Um, I think I was kind of in that same boat as you is like, now there's a different girl. Like uh -huh. what happened to, what happened to Ali? <laughs> I hated Cause you know, I hated well, that. I'm yeah. A, I, yeah, I, I, I love, you know, I'm, I'm a big mark for her. She's awesome. So, um, but I do like the movie. I like, I think, um, there's some really touching moments in the movie between, uh, Mr. Miyagi and, and Daniel and, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like Miyagi's role is a little bigger. You know, his storyline feels a little more important. He's not just there to kind of build up Daniel. He kind of has his own thing going on. Um, so I, I enjoy that. I, I feel like that's about the end of, you know, part three is okay. But, um, you know, one and two, I think, was, would have been a good one and two. Even though yeah, now, I, now if you want to talk about a further sequel aspect, that that Cobra Kai, I love that. That's a great show. If you haven't yeah, watched I, that, I haven't you're missing out. I've watched a couple of episodes a while back, and I did enjoy it. But I'm glad you brought up um, Karate Kid 2 because I did think about this series, and it did not make my list of bad sequels because I do remember not being disappointed. I did not like the girl change, as you know. That's a thing of mine. Right. But I remember as a kid, I liked the movie. I thought it was a good sequel. So it, it's probably it's definitely not as good as the first one. The first one's a classic and a better film, but um, it wasn't a disappointing sequel to me as a kid. No, I don't think it's. I I still enjoy it. I, I will prefer. I do prefer the original. I think the original is yeah. like close to being like a perfect movie for that genre of movie. But um, I do really do like the second one. Now here's one that kind of irritates me is the sequels for this. Now granted, you kind of have to take it for what it is because it's kind of like a a spoofy com. I don't know if spoof's the right word, but it's definitely a oddball comedy. Is is the Vacation series. <laughs> yeah so you yeah. have the first vacation right which is the, the yeah. family taking the road trip to go to you know wally world wally world yeah right and, and all the the hijinks and the you know all the things that go against them on the way and then it feels like they just like the, the kids ages are shifting actors are uh -huh. shifting you know uh -huh. what i mean like the only constant is the wife and the husband right but then yes. uh Yes. Well, then they, the cousin Eddie becomes the big star, too, right? Because now they're just shoving him down your face. But I do think va Christmas Vacation is is a example of a great sequel. Like, I could watch that as its own movie, and I don't even need to... Like, 
I can introduce somebody to that movie as what it is, and you don't even know need to know the original movie. You know, movie I mean? is fantastic. It's one of my favorite yeah. Christmas movies. Um, it's not a perfect comedy. There's some dud jokes in there for me, but I love the movie. It's got heart. It's great. Um, yep. Yeah, I agree 100. percent You know, it's funny you mentioned this um, franchise because I think the Vacation series or franchise is a kind of a unique specimen. Because I always saw them as more like a James Bond type series where they're not really sequels. It's like this weird... Because like you said, the, the actors are constantly changing. The ages don't make any sense. It's kind of like this idea they just keep on kind of redoing in different settings. So yeah. that's kind of how I saw that series. Because I didn't know what National Lampoons even meant uh, yeah. back when I was a kid. It was like a magazine right. or something, I think. Right. So I just thought it was like something like a James Bond type series where it, it wasn't like a continuation. It was like this story and they would redo it in different settings over and over and over. But I, that's just my perception of it, at least as well, a, as a younger it's, person. It's interesting that you bring up James Bond because I was going to kind of briefly talk about that as well, because it's, I, I don't really think of them as sequels at all. I don't either. It's just like, either. what is your favorite James Bond movie? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I guess you could say there's many sequels, right? When you have the different actors, like their movies. So like this yeah. Daniel Craig, yeah. right? He has, what, three or four movies in his series. So then I guess you could say, like, okay, that's a part one, two, three, I guess, if you wanted to, like, classify them in that way. Yeah. You know, and you have yeah. the, the was it, Pierce, Pierce Bronson. You know, he has his... Two, I think he has two movies. He's got what? Um, Goldeneye and the World is Not Goldeneye Enough. Goldeneye and one more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. World is Not Enough and Die Another Day. Is that his two? I don't know. I don't know if he I, has I, two. I'm or not three. the biggest James Bond fan. I, I loved, I liked it as a kid with Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Um, well, and, I and that fell was out of the franchise. Well, now that was a confusing thing as a child, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I would, I, my experience with James Bond as a kid was like ABC Movie of the Week or CBS, whichever one. Yeah, same. So. Same. Yep. You know, you would see these, and it's like Roger Moore is James Bond. It's like, oh, cool. And then it's like Sean Connery is. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, you know, the concept <laughs> right. of all these uh, actors playing these different roles. I mean, the same role, but you know. Yeah. And then it's like, where'd that chick he was with in the last movie? You know, like. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's another weird thing. Those those kind of movies, but. Um, and, and another one I will say that I don't consider a sequel, but technically it's a sequel, is uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2. I mean, they're, they're, it was supposed to be one full movie, but um, it was just kind of going too long, and uh, Quentin Tarantino didn't want to kind of, like, shorten it or, or take away from his overall vision, so they just made it two movies, released them yeah. separately. Yeah. Yeah, but that's I, don't, nice. I don't really, yeah. I don't really consider that a sequel, even though, I like, either. I, I kind of feel like I have to mention it because... I do prefer part two over part one, but I don't, I don't view them that way. I view it as a whole movie. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. so, I, I prefer part one over part two for sure. Oh, I think two two's way better with Pi May really? and oh the with the the whole the desert scene where she goes the, and he buries her and she comes back for revenge and the the black. Mama I mean, I like it, but I just oh, like I the first that. one so much better. No. I'll take the yeah. second one. I I just if I had to choose which one to watch, if I can only watch one, I'd only watch part two. I gotta revisit those. I haven't seen those in forever. I, I've seen the it, first it, well, one like four or five times, and I've only seen the second one like once because I just oh didn't well. Like see, it as that's much. yeah. You're, you're, 
uh, we should just end the podcast right now. <laughs> you only watched it once. I, I'll, I'll check it out again. I, I gotta check I, it out I will, again. I, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of the reasons why it it probably resonated a lot with me is I watched a lot of kung fu kung fu movies growing up. So did I. I used to watch that a lot. So, so that I. whole section where she goes to learn, you know, kung yeah, fu and all that. Cool. Like yeah, that yeah. was every that was a short mini movie of what I've seen so many times where the person goes, they don't really have any skills or sometimes they have some skills, but they got their ass kicked or something. So now they've wandered off into the forest and some kung fu master just happened to be there and he taught them kung fu without actually, you know, like you're learning some of these techniques and you don't realize it, like carrying the buckets of water or doing the one hand, you know, the punching the wall. She thinks he's just being cruel, but he's teaching her how to sh punch in a short distance, you know. Like Mr. You know, Miyagi and waxing Like Mr. Miyagi, car. exactly. <laughs> like, that's why that Mr. Miyagi scene was so amazing to me because it was what I've already saw in all these Shaw Brother movies that I used yes. to watch as a kid. So that's, Absolutely. I think that's, I, I just think the, the overall structure is better. I even like the ending where, where after she did the five, the five finger yeah, death, that's well, cool. that the, whatever, and then he's like, Pi May really taught you the, you know, the five finger death punch or whatever, I, and she goes, I think of it was a little slow. <laughs> I think it's a little slow starting. I remember all the scenes with Michael Madsen in the gas. I love the Mi I love the Michael Madsen. Scene. It's not a gas station. It's a strip club. Okay, whatever it was. I yes, love yes, that so. when he goes in there and he's like, he's like. uh you're late again, bud. And he's like, he's like, I'm a bouncer, and there's like nobody here to bounce. And he goes, and then the boss tells him, uh, what exactly are you trying to convince me of? That you're not necessary? And he's like, fine, <laughs> you've convinced me. And he goes, let's go to the calendar. He's like, do you work Saturday? And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, yeah. He goes, no, you don't work Saturday, you idiot. But now you don't. You know what I mean? He starts, <laughs> and then he's got to like, he's got to like feign like he's disappointed, like, oh, come on, you know. Like I don't know, but now I dig. In the yeah. fact, that he's got like this million dollar sword in his closet, and he's kind of punishing himself living in this trailer because he has this guilt. No, I think it's. Brilliant. I gotta watch I it again. It. I, I gotta check out that series again. I, I do. It's been a while since I've, you know, seen them. So I I, I think that whole that that whole section is. I could just watch that as its own movie, and I'd be content with all the Mike Matson hmm. stuff and his. <clears throat> is it Mike or Mark? It's Mike, I think it's Mike right? Madsen. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I flip it the other way, but Madsen, uh, yeah. his whole arc and her whole Pi May arc, and then you know the Daryl Hannah getting her eye pulled out, like all of that is <laughs> yeah, just like this good perfect yeah. section of the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, well, what what do you got? What did I miss? Well, other ones that as a child disappointed me. Okay, what about uh, Rambo two? Because that one well, disappointed yeah, that, me as well. That is, well, see, now I go the other way with it. I think uh, as an adult, I look at First Blood as like a really good, perfect drama movie. Drama yeah. with a little bit of yeah. action. I wouldn't Great call it an action film. movie, but I would say it's, you know, this guy's down on his luck. He's kind of getting it's bullied by drama. this local yeah. sheriff. I agree. Um, I, I think that's a great movie. I really do. I love all the actors in it. it it's really good good stuff. Whereas I think Rambo 2 as a kid, that was the, been the one I preferred. Because that was the action movie. You He's would think, but blowing I... Blowing people up. I just attached myself to 
the uh, character building in the first one, and I just loved his the drama, the, the the sad character of John J. Rambo and his Vietnam experience, and how it okay. all came to a close. You're at the telling end. me six, seven year old Duke yeah, was into character you. development I, and the building. I, as well, I will say, in contrast, the six, seven year old me. Uh, well, actually, I'll be honest. I didn't even see the first one first. I saw the second one first, and when I went back to uh, watch well, that the might original. Be why. Well, when I went back to watch the original one, I'm like, this is slow and boring. Now, as an adult, okay, or even as a later teenager, when I revisited, I said, oh no, wait a minute, this is a really good movie. You know, when I got more well, into watching dramas, then I that's when I fell in love with First Blood. But uh, well, Rambo Part is, Two is a was is a better overall movie as far as for the masses. It's dumbing it down for sure. You know what I mean? There's no doubt. The other yeah, one's a better I, quality movie, for sure. I think my experience was I probably had seen... I might have been a little older. You said six, seven-year-old Duke. I might have been well, nine or I ten. Well, but ten-year-old Duke is, was into dramas? I had probably seen that movie um, multiple, multiple times because I had taped it off a of television or whatever, and I'd seen it probably four or five times, and I was very attached to the character and the story. And then when I finally saw Rambo 2... I was probably a teenager and I thought, well, this is like, this is like popcorn gimmicky stuff. This is like a caricature of Rambo. Now he's like this big, tough, like comic book character. And I, I didn't like it as much. So that was a disappointment to me. Okay. Yes. It had bigger action and all that stuff. And I just remember thinking it was a lesser, it, it the lesser quality as the first. Well, one. And I, I, think I, if I would I agree with some, you. I would agree yeah. with you. I think it is a lesser quality as far as it's not an, it's not as important. It was more culturally relevant, though. Like, I mean, those Rambo toys, the Rambo knife. Yes. Uh, yes. A- action movies, him, Bronson, Chuck Norris, uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, that was, you know, and then a little bit later, Van Damme and uh, uh, what's his face with the ponytail? Um, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Seagal. Seagal. Seagal, right. Oh, he's like a character, that, man. He's yeah, a nut. Seagal's garbage. But, <laughs> he's um, a nut job. <laughs> But I mean, I think like it's relevance. I think it's a it's a more relevant movie to the masses, or at least for that time frame. Or hell, even now with the the Trump flags, that has got Rambo body with the Trump's head on it. You know what I mean? Like they're still using that logo. <laughs> like you know what I mean? But, sure, um, it definitely was a bigger, more it was a bigger blockbuster type film for sure. I'll go over a couple disappointing sequels that I kind of like. Now, these are more of a child disappointment. As an adult, I just probably wouldn't revisit the sequels as much anyway. But um, like Crocodile Dundee, I feel like was a really good romantic comedy movie. Uh, Second movie just kind of fell flat. Um, Matter of fact, it it fell flat so much. Like I, it's very forgettable to me. I know. I think it's more based in Australia. Maybe I really can't remember to be honest. I've never seen the third one or. He comes to Los Angeles or whatever. Like uh, that, that felt like that was straight to video, probably. Um, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, the first one. I, I mean, you know, as far as a comedy goes, it's got a lot of heart to it. Now, granted, some of the age, some of the scenes in it didn't age very well. Like it's, it. You're probably not going to be able to show it to a Zoomer and not get criticized for uh, being oh, a little yeah. rapey. Uh, There's yeah. a lot of weird stuff that goes on in it. But yeah. part two is kind of silly. Um, it just. It's not as good. I'm not saying the first one is a masterpiece, but I feel like it is. I remember another one of those inappropriate movies uh, with my parents. My mom took me to see that movie. And, um, (laughs) yeah. 
There's a lot of weird stuff going. Like, and my poor mom. Like, she, you know, like I'll be honest. Like, she probably didn't know any better, and I probably said I wanted to go see it. And she goes, "Okay, fine, let's go see it." And, <laughs> right. And uh, but she just didn't say, "Let's leave this movie." Um, but that's another example of a bad sequel. Uh, it was, what about the Jurassic Parks? I mean, those kind of feel like oh. we have to touch on those a little bit. Ter- terrible. I mean, I, the first one was uh, fantastic. I didn't think yeah. about this franchise either, but um, I, I don't think I liked any of the sequels. But they were all bad. I, I think I can enjoy the second and third one, I think, to some degree. I don't think they're good sequels. I think they have moments, but I feel like they're just kind of trying to recapture everything the first one did. I feel like that's definitely a franchise that did not need sequels. I don't care if there were book sequels yes, or whatever. Yes, that should have been I, a one I just think that yeah. it really, like, it kind of, like, wrapped it up at the end, and that was good enough. I agree. Um, you one know, the fact that, that they keep... That, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I read that uh, that novel before the movie came out. The Lost... I think it was called The Lost World? Or, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Jurassic Park 2. It's The Lost World. Is it World. called The Lost... Okay. Yeah. I've read that. It's a Michael Crichton uh, book, and I read the book, and I was sorely disappointed when I saw the film because it didn't follow the book very well, um, and it, it wasn't a good sequel. Either. So, yeah. Well, I think part of the one of the problems like that would always get me is is they didn't bring back the cast. Like, so in the second mm-hmm. one, yeah. you have uh, Gutenberg, right? And then in the third one, they bring back the other guy. So it's like, why couldn't you just get it right? This, and now yeah. in this last one they just released, what's it, Kingdom or whatever it is? I don't uh, know. I started I falling asleep. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I watched a little bit. It was on, I think it was on Hulu or Netflix or one of them, uh, Peacock or something. But, um, yeah, I just was watching and I started falling asleep. And they had all the cast back. And now it's like, it's too late now. You know, I just don't care. Like, they merged the <laughs> right. two cast. They yeah. have the modern cast, which is... Uh, you know, Star Lord from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt, and then yep, um, yep, yep, and then they brought back the originals. But uh, at this point, you know, who really cares? Like, uh, I exactly, didn't. I don't care. No, I, I don't find them enjoyable. Uh, I know there's some other big, big franchise. I mean, there's okay. I, I you know, being the more the horror guy in this, there's a lot of big franchises in the horror. I mean, uh, you know, you got your Halloween franchise, which we've talked a lot, or I've talked a lot about. We don't need to go into that, but I'll say one that kind of stands out as an oddball one is the movie that doesn't really connect. That I think is a good standalone, like the Halloween three. Um, yeah. It doesn't really belong yeah. in the the whole scheme of it because it's not really a Michael Myers movie, but the the fact that it kind of exists in this it just adds to it is kind of strange. But um, I think I it's a good movie. I um, do too. Elm Streets, of course, I've talked about that. I feel like three is the best movie in the whole franchise, but they kind of there's a lot of bad stuff. But they do that weird thing where the sequel, the first sequel, part two, has a completely well, not completely, but it definitely has a different feel and mythology than the first one, which kind of throws you off. When you watch them in order, yeah. it stands out how different it is. Um, yeah. We, we did touch on uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone, so we got a lot of Rocky movies we didn't even talk about. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, you got yeah. now there's Creed, which has its own franchise. So you got one, two, and three of that. Um, I, the first Rocky movie is a really good movie. Um I don't necessarily. I don't revisit it a lot, but I mean, it's. I, I acknowledge its significance. I don't really, really, really remember liking part two. 
Uh, I may have only seen it once, but I just remember thinking it, it just felt like the same movie. Whereas, like, 3 and 4 had different feels to it. I'm not saying they're the same quality as the original, but I think they might be more enjoyable to someone who's not invested in the series. You know what I mean? Like, you just pop on part 3, you got Mr. T at his peak, just pitying fools and everything. And, well, um, it's a, I find the parallel interesting to the Rambo franchise and the Rocky franchise because... Um, like we were just talking about with Rambo, the first film is a, a character-driven drama that ends with him being carted off to jail. He essentially loses the fight. And Rocky won, same thing. It's a drama, a character-driven drama, where at the end he loses the fight. And But there, there's a, a deeper story there with his uh, relationship with the girl and everything. And then right. the sequels come along, and he wins this time, and it's, it's bigger and more, uh, you know, it's grander. And then the sequel, then you now you got like Mr. T and you got um, Ivan Drago and like right. these comic booky type characters. And Rambo kind of went in that same direction where they made it more blockbustery and more appealing to the masses. But the original roots of these films were, were character driven dramas, and that's what yeah. I gravitate towards. So this no, is interesting. I, 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 I do too, but I could say though that there's something that I enjoy. I do enjoy watching uh, Rocky three and four for different reasons. Um, Three is probably my most uh, nostalgic because that's the one I really watched first because uh, Mr. T was related to wrestling. Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. was in the movie. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, it's Thunderlip. So that's what drew me <laughs> yeah. to the Rocky movies to begin with is I heard that sure. Hulk Hogan was in it. And I was like, what? And I watched it. So that's the first one I've watched. So that one's always going to ha- resonate with me, even though I acknowledge the first one is a the Rocky is a better movie. No doubt. Um, and then part four, that was the one I saw a lot too, as a kid, because that was big. I mean, that was a big movie that came out. Oh yes, it was. That was one of the first, uh, VHS home movies that I watched too. A buddy had a VCR and I remember him renting it. And that's probably how I saw it for the first time was at my friend's house. And, um, I don't know. I just remember feeling excited and electric and, you know, he's fighting Russians. He's going overseas. Uh, Apollo Creed's getting killed in the ring james brown you know like there was a lot of stuff yeah. going on and you had that whole but, parallel the whole visual of him working out with like logs and yeah. stuff and ivan drago's got like this high-tech equipment and steroids and steroids and everything. yeah yeah well so, and yeah, i think was... that was supposed to be kind of part of the cold war propaganda right that we were like <clears throat> we were the good guys we were the underdogs we were the you know, salt of the earth people and the Russians, they're yes. the evil bad guys that are using missiles and spy technology and all this stuff. So, yep, um, yep. I, I think that's like a, almost a perfect eighties movie for that reason. You know what I mean? Good point. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've got a couple more that I had uh, personal experiences with it. The two worst that I'm going to rattle off next, but before I do that, there were so many sequels in the 80s that I think I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of them that are off the yeah, top of my head. You've good. got Weekend at Bernie's 2, Look yes. Talking 2, Police Academy 2, Airplane 2. You can do some, Chris. There, there's so many well, of those Well, right. Sequels. I mean, and all of those, like, uh, Police Academy just, had way more than two, but... Oh, I um, know. I, then it kept it going. Then you so have Porky's many. 2, and you Porky's name a comedy, two. Caddyshack 2. Or a, a gimmicky film, it had a sequel back in the 80s. Yep. It was just what they did. And so there's so many we could ha- add to this list, but I primarily wanted to focus on my 
personal experience being disappointed as a kid. So unless you have any more to rattle off, I got a couple more left that oh, I want to no, talk no. about. No, 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 go for it. Let's hear it. So another one that really disappointed me big time was Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs> I loved the first Pee Wee Herman film. I saw it 50 billion times as a kid. It had that special Tim Burton kind of uh, appeal to it and his his artistic kind of flair um, intertwined throughout that movie that I love so much. And then this one comes out that wasn't Tim Burton and it just fell completely flat for me. I did, it, didn't, it wasn't funny. It didn't have all the cool stuff in there that Tim Burton puts in his films and I was very, very disappointed. Did Pee Wee have so a different excited girlfriend? I th- <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. Was I think he in he a did, trance? <laughs> I just curious. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember a no, trance. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever watched uh, Big Top Pee Wee, but because I was such a Pee Wee Herman fan and I loved the show, you know, the Pee Wee's Playhouse show, and yeah. this came out, and I was like, ugh, it was just, it just fell flat. So then I have one of the worst eighty sequels I think ever made, in my opinion, is the Never Ending Story two. Have you ever seen that? Uh, briefly, I rem- I think that's one of the few movies that I've turned off. Okay, that's one of those ones where the first one, in my opinion, is one of my favorite 80s movies. It's so original. It's so good. I, I love that movie. The kid actors are so good in that. The, the set pieces, the, the animatronics, the puppetry, the special effects are fantastic. It's a great, fun story for a kid to see. It's got drama. It's scary. It's great. It's one of those perfect 80s movies that I just love revisiting. And you watch that sequel. It is awful. It has got terrible acting. It's got it's got barely any special effects or, or like characters that are fun, and I just remember seeing that as a kid and thinking, "What in the world is this? This is awful." So that, in my to my memory, is one of my worst sequel oh, experiences it, it, that I it can is. remember. It's a very yeah, it's terrible. And then this one's going to be controversial. This is my last one on my list. Uh oh. This is the this is one of the only movies I didn't I didn't, but I almost walked out of the theater. I was so so angry and disappointed with this film and other people may not agree and I may not have the same view if I watch it again as an adult but it's, which I haven't revisited in a, in a long time but that is Batman Returns because <laughs> I I was a fanatic fan of the first film it came at the right time in my life I was a young teenager I was probably 14 when that came out it was 1989 um, I saw it in the theater like three times I had it on VHS. I would watch it like every night. I just religiously watched that film. I probably saw that movie more than any other movie besides maybe the original Star Wars. Um, And I was so excited that they were coming out with a sequel. And it was still Tim Burton. And I was like, what is going on? I was so turned off by the Catwoman and by Danny DeVito's Penguin and all the slime coming out of his nose and his mouth and the stupid concept of how the Catwoman became Catwoman because a couple cats licked her when she fell out of a window. None of it made any sense to me. I didn't like how Batman revealed his identity at the end. Everything about that movie, I hated, Um, except for the visuals. It was visually appealing, and I liked the Batman suit better. The Batman suit was an improvement, Um, and it still had the great Batmobile. But I remember being... Different gifts. Yes, (laughs) another one. And I'm sorry, I, I hated it. This is another pet peeve of mine. You got switching the girl, you got the good guys in a trance, and you got superheroes revealing their identity when they're not supposed to. And he revealed his identity. He ripped his mask off at the end, 
and showed his face. I forgot even who it was. It might have been Michelle Pfeiffer or, or yeah, it was Michelle Pfeiffer. Was. And then that one guy's like, Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up as Batman? Uh, and she's like, he is Batman, you idiot, or whatever. It, it was it's just, like, it was just. I, I thought that was such a bad movie at the time, and I, I hated it. I almost walked out. I was like, what am I watching? The darkness of the original and the cool fighting was all gone, and all this weird stuff was in there that I did not like. So that was probably my worst sequel experience as, as a kid overall, that I was so disappointed with. What, what, what about you? Did you have a similar experience seeing that in the theaters? No, I well, I didn't see it in the theaters. Uh, I watched okay. it. I believe I watched it on VHS when it came out. Um, I, I had a similar experience as far as like I felt like it was a notch below for sure. I did appreciate that it was the same overall characters, same Butler, same Batman. Uh, some of the other people were similar people, or the same people, same director. So I, I appreciated that, but obviously the tone was different. Um, I don't dislike the movie like you did. I I enjoyed the fact that, you know, like, there was another character. I kind of got into that whole, you know, who's going to play, you know, the Penguin, and then, you know, beyond that, who's going to be the Riddler? You know, like, I, I kind of looked forward to that, even though I felt like um, there definitely was diminishing returns after the original. There's no disputing that. I mean, yeah. by the time you get to Batman and Robin, it's like, oh, Jesus, you know? <laughs> but I well, remember, but I... I got suckered in though. Like I was like, "Oh, Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. That's kind of cool." I know. But yeah, that was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, 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 Joel Schumacher. Joel yeah, Schumacher. Direct. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, he he obviously has a style. You know, there's no doubt. Yeah. And, yeah, and the guy's style, made a right. lot of money. It's like Michael Bay. I mean, he's made a lot yes. of money. Doesn't necessarily mean I like his movies. Um, exactly. Yeah, I didn't dislike it as much as you did, but I don't. I wouldn't put that in my favorite. Like when if we were ranking Batman's, it's not. It wouldn't be the in the top four probably. It'd probably be more. It might be fifth. I guess I don't know. You know, it's weird. If you know the story a little bit, he he didn't want to do the sequel, and I think what yeah. he essentially said that okay, I'll do it, but you gotta let me do what I want. Right, and they're like fine, and he just went nuts. He just did his they, own. They thing kind of pigeonholed him because yeah. he wanted to do another movie, and it was basically like, well, you got to do this, or else, yeah. you know, like so. so he knew he knew it was like a you know into a, a means to an end, so he kind of had to, um, yeah. And of course, you know, there's famously parents were like, you know, what the f, and you got all this <laughs> stuff going on, and McDonald's were like what you you know we don't want you know like we got a major campaign going on here yeah and that's kind of yeah, why they kinda... went the other way that's kind of what paved the way for schumacher because it was like uh yeah you know, we got to get yep. silly you know which <laughs> that's again, that's yeah. to me that's the worst i i hate that style of batman i like the dark so tone do i He's so the Dark Knight. He's not. That's why that you know, newest one. We had a whole t discussion right. about it. Well, the hold up on that ago, because we're gonna get to that because we're gonna talk a little bit oh. about reboots in a second. But we still had a couple. I just had a couple more sequels. Okay. Um, Ninja Turtles. Um, I liked the first one, and that's probably really the only one I'm that connected to is the first Same. Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And, of course, there's the two sequels, uh, you know, Villanelle, Vanilla Ice, they're going back in time. There's other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. um, Lord oh of the Rings, gosh. it kind of falls into that Kill Bill vibe with me. I don't really consider it's the Lord of the, the Rings. Same. I feel like yeah. it's just one movie, but I feel like, you know, being that I know they're some of your favorite movies ever, 
and I kind of put them in a top tier for yeah. me. Feel like we have to mention them, and just superhero movies in general. There is so many. Um, sometimes they're even hard to call them sequels. I mean, how do you distinguish the Avenger movies from each other? I mean, they're kind of a continuing yeah. story. The Iron Man, the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxies. There's all these sequels. Uh, Spider Man. There's several sequels of each, you know, version. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, there are better or worse ones, right? I mean, I would say uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, the sequels, I think, is a really solid sequel. The third movie, oh, yeah. not, not so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't think it's as bad as people think it is, but it's not I good. Agree. I agree I that think, it's not terrible. Right. I just think, it, I don't it think it's was good. It's not, it, yes, it's just a notch below. I mean, it's definitely yeah, down. Yeah, it was, um, I think that the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2 for a while there, that was my favorite super superhero movie of all time. Right. I abs- that was a great, great sequel. So that's yes. one that I missed to, to, to mention. Oh, my good sequels is Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So that, that's a good one for sure. With yeah, the, and, say, and there's just yeah, so, there's, right, so many different Batman. There's uh, the X-Men yeah, franchise yeah. where I feel like the the first one's probably the best out of those, the original three. Now, they they've have a second version of the X-Men, the... There's a lot of X-Men, right? But um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the first one is yeah. a really, really solid superhero movie. And at the time, it was so refreshing because, you know, you didn't really kind of know what to expect. There was, it was really hit and miss, you know, like you had, yeah. you know, your yeah. Superman from the 80s, but there was a whole lot of crap in between, you know what I mean? So yes. it was nice to see a good one. At the time, I was a really huge fan of the cartoon, so that was great to see that on the big screen. And uh, it was really good casting as well as far as who was playing, even though, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl who plays Storm, she kept losing her accent. And uh, by the end uh, of the <laughs> series, she wasn't even African no more. Because uh, Storm was supposed to be, uh, you know, like true African, right? Not African-American, uh-huh. but like someone who right. was from Africa, was raised there with an African accent. Uh, in the cartoon, you know, you, if you watch right. that, you knew she had like an accent when she talked. And uh, Halle Berry, right? That was who it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. First movie, she kind of had it a little bit, and uh, by the end of that franchise, she's just talking like Halle Berry. <laughs> you know, like she's like, I don't care. Right. You know? <laughs> but uh, then, and, and of course, um, Rebecca Remain Stamos's uh, Mystique was top notch. Yeah. That was awesome. But um, so yeah, so you want to dive into some reboots and uh talk a little bit about your your uh, concept on it yeah um as a quick sidebar this is kind of in between reboots and sequels if you ask me i just had a couple of quick movies i wanted to talk about that were sequels that came out way way after the original and i had a couple of, of, of movies on here i wanted to quickly reference and that is one of them being blade runner 2049 which i know you haven't seen so that is a sequel to the original uh blade runner from 1980 i think it is 80 the original 81 81 somewhere somewhere around there uh ridley scott's classic um sci-fi movie that um you know has its place in cinema history um i think the blade runner 2049 was fantastic and i think it's better than the original i'd rather watch that one um, and I think okay. was, I thought it was a great continuation of the story. I know you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to say any much about it. No, I, I appreciate but, that. 
Thank you. Yeah, you should check it out. It's it's really, really good. You don't have to necessarily re- revisit the first one. If you've seen it, it's enough to just go by memory, I think, to, to watch this one and, and uh, you know, enjoy it for what it is. So another one is the Prometheus and Alien Covenant, um, which came out way after the... Because th- these are supposed to be, like, the true predecessors to the original Alien movie. Right. So te- technically, I think they're prequels, right? They're prequels, yeah. Yes, they're supposed to be prequels. But I, I still consider them sequels that came out way, way after the original. So you kind of skip past Alien and Alien versus Predator and all... I'm sorry, Aliens and Alien versus Predator and all the other stuff that came out, Alien 3, and this is supposed to be more tied into the original film. And I thought they were both really good. Um, Prometheus had its issues that I recognize and that bother me, but I still like the movie overall. And Alien Covenant, I think, is a, a hidden gem, so to speak. I think that's a really good movie that um, I think is underrated. It didn't do very well. I don't think either one of them honestly did in the theaters, but Alien Covenant is excellent. Um, so you, I don't know if you've seen that one, but that's I have. worth checking out. Yeah. yeah. Did you like oh, that yeah. one? I did. Yeah. I still feel I really like they the do direction. the thing where they're still kind of like, they can't come up with original endings and stuff like that, but I did enjoy the movies. Yeah. And then the last one is Mad Max Fury Road. So this, this Yeah, that's new, a great sequel. Great, great sequel. And it came out later. I think it's the same creator, same writer and director. And it shows it really has the same feel as the original films, and it was fantastic. So those are three examples of sequels that are really good that came out well after the originals. That I thought, And I, don't, I can't think of any bad ones that had that big gap. These are the only ones I could think of, and I liked all of them for the most part. Uh, so. Tron 2. I like – oh, Tron – you mean Tron um, – what was it called? Uh, Legacy? Whatever. Legacy. I don't think Did you so. not like that? I didn't hate it, but I don't think it's regarded as a good sequel. Yeah, it's not great, but I did enjoy it. It's fun. It's got some. It's it's not great. It's not great, but I did like that movie. I, I will yeah, give a you a, a, a a movie that um I didn't even realize was a sequel, and I'm not even sure it was marketed as a sequel, but it is a sequel, which I find fascinating. Um, there's this, a, a Tom Cruise movie called The Color of Money. And um, okay. he's a pool player. And um, that's a sequel to um, The Hustler. So Paul Newman, when he was young, he was uh, in this movie called The Hustler where, you know, he's a, po- a pool player and he's, you know, trying to navigate being a pool hustler amongst other hustlers and all that. And I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, I think this, the ending is kind of like a showdown with like a, a famous pool player or whatever. I haven't seen it in a long time, so if I'm misrepresenting that, you know, forgive mm-hmm. me. But um, The Color of Money, though, it, it's uh, about this young pool player, you know, Vincent, which is uh, Tom Cruise, and he's a little hustler, and he's out there playing pool, and, uh, you know, he's kind of like, you know, peacocking a little bit out there doing his thing. And uh, Paul Newman happens to notice him, and he's – you know, he's been kind of out of the action in a while, and he wants to uh, sponsor somebody and kind of, you know, teach them the ropes of being a true pool hustler. And uh, I feel like it's a really good movie overall. It, it didn't even need to be a sequel, but it's um, – I didn't even realize I was watching a sequel until years <laughs> yeah. later. I just thought That's I was funny. just watching a Tom Cruise movie. And um, yeah, it's, it's really good. So yeah. if, you, if you're if you into pool or pool hall junkies, that kind of stuff, you like pool movies – 
you got to check out The Color of Money. And if you just yeah. like a, a good little character story driven movie because there is it's it's more than just being a pool movie um mm-hmm. right you know it there's it's really about the connection between vincent and uh newman's character i can't think of his name right now but um mm-hmm. the character's name but and his girlfriend and you know uh vincent's girlfriend and it's it's yeah. good Gotcha. I have to check that out because I, I didn't know that was a re, uh, sequel uh, either. That's interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I say, I'm pretty sure it was not marketed as a sequel, and uh, yeah. I, I don't think it gets the spiritual sequel tag. I I think it's considered a legitimate gotcha. sequel, right? Because it's the same <laughs> character, um, Paul Newman's character. I because um, they always talk about like, hey, you're back and all this kind of stuff, like you know. It's established yeah. that he was a well-known player at one point, and it's kind of fallen off, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but it's also a really good tale about, like, you know, a middle-aged man, um, you know, trying to tr- trying to regain his youth or regain what made him what he was. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. he still has it, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe gotcha. not for much longer, but forever, how longer he can recapture what made him feel alive and what brought him yeah. joy at one point, you know, like, like he thought that that time in his life was, was gone and, and, uh, he recaptures it. And, and I, I don't know, it's a really good movie. You should check it out if you haven't seen and it. And that's an eighties, eighties movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mid, mid eighties, cool. I believe. Yeah. I remember it. I just haven't seen it. I remember when it was out, but you can I find just, it. Uh, you probably find yeah. it on DVD at your local Goodwill for a yeah. dollar or two. I, 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 it's, it's worth it. I think you'll enjoy it. Check cool. it out. If not, I'll send you back the dollar, Duke. <laughs> give you a budget. So now we're now we're on to reboots. Um, I, I'm going to intertwine, I guess, our list here with kind of our discussion of, I think, where Hollywood is and where the entertainment industry is right now because it is chock full of reboots, redos, um, sequels, old franchises. It's pretty much all we get right now, and it's a little glaring and frustrating and um i think i know the you know i have an opinion as to why it's happening and i think the industry is in a really bad place right now it's struggling you have the strike going on you got ai issues with writing you got actors that are unhappy with their pay and and streaming issues with how all that's going to work and it's really a big mess right now but proceeding where we are now was we started seeing more and more just things being redone instead of instead of coming up with new ideas let's take this old movie and redo it and we'll we'll make it modern and we'll put some fancy special effects in it and we'll try to make some money and we'll we'll try it again if it doesn't work and that's pretty much all we've been seeing in recent years for the most part out of you know the big the big um i guess producers and and hollywood in general so do you have kind of a similar view on what's happening right now in hollywood in quotes so to speak well, I, 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 I'm not disputing the fact that there's a lot of sequels and remakes, but I, I, think, I think part of the reason we feel like there's more is there's just more of everything, right? You have a lot more space to fill. There's more people watching movies. Uh, in the 60s, how many people were, there was no home video, right? In the 70s, there was, for the most part, no home video. Um, cable really wasn't a thing yet. So you really didn't have all this space to fill. So the more, you know, the 
as technology keeps going and you know now there's all these various services more people watch movies you know so you're going to run out of ideas in that regards there's also the ip aspect where for instance uh especially with horror movies um i first was kind of made aware of this with um with uh, the hellraiser series so you know the first two were kind of like uh released in theaters and maybe even the first three but after that, they had a series of straight to video. And like so many, like I lose count. I think they're up to like maybe <laughs> 10 or something. And you and one person would say, well, it was just a cash grab. Um, maybe. But I think the other aspect of it is, is um, if you don't do something with a sequel, and I also learned this with Spider-Man for that matter. If you don't do something with, an, I said sequel. I mean, if you don't do something with an IP, with a franchise, um, it, it reverts back to the original writer the original whoever originally came up with this material for instance uh the incredible hulk is kind of held hostage from marvel right now right because um uh, i forget the studio but the studio that owns the rights to the incredible hulk they only lend it that's why there's not a incredible hulk movie right now he can be part of it because of some deal that they worked but the rights are owned by a different movie production company and yeah. they they hold it hostage because they don't want to lose it same thing with uh sony and and uh spider-man Spider that's yeah. why after the first three toby mcguire's a few years later then they redo it with andrew garfield now could they had just continued it like it was the same spider-man like you know it was just still the toby mcguire version but they're just continuing it with part four part five part six i don't know from a movie studios franchise What's more enticing, going watching Spider-Man 1, even though it's a reboot, or watching Spider-Man 6 or 5 or whatever? You know what I mean? So I think there's that yeah. as well. Plus, the original stories um, are going to be more enticing, you know, if you put a different spin on it, I guess. But, um, so there is a lot of that going on. I don't, I don't dislike it as much, I think, from their perspective. Um, somebody would rather watch an existing IP than watch a new IP when it comes to certain types of movies, action movies, superhero movies, horror movies. It's hard to create a new one. I love seeing new stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, Hereditary and those new style oh, yeah. of horror movies. Those are awesome. Um, but yet, you know, whenever they finally get around to working out the rights with uh, – a nightmare on elm street whenever that gets settled and they create a new version of that i'm gonna check it out i hope it's good you know my expectations yeah, it, are it's low, a good but... point that you bring up hereditary and stuff like that coming out of that a24 studios because that is a studio that doesn't fit with what everybody else is doing and i i, I think everything you said i agree with um now i do kind of look at superhero movies a little bit differently because by their nature, even when they were comics, they would constantly reboot because you run out of, you know, you, you these superheroes don't age and that you run out of a, t a timeline and a story. You have to kind of reset it every once in a while. And, you know, in the, in the sense with Disney purchasing Marvel, they're buying this IP and they've in, in order to make that purchase um, valuable and profitable, they've got to keep using 
what they spend all that money on. So they, right. they're going to keep on. They're going to reboot the Avengers at some point, I guess, or whatever. They're going to they're going to sure. play this out as much as they can because it's all about money to them. And that's one of the problems that I'm seeing. That's frustrating to me. Is I, I'm seeing much more corporate activity in the entertainment industry instead of like it used to be, or more like it used to be, where they would put their faith and trust in a creative mind, like a George Lucas or Steven Spielberg or Ridley Scott, and they would say, look, we'll, we'll back your idea. We'll give you the funding for it because we trust you as an artist. And then you had a, a one creative mind behind the project that was their baby, that was their project, their thing, and they had the backing of the studio and the producers to fund it, and they had some say, of course. They could say, yes, we're not going to allow you to put this content. Please change this. They had a little bit of stuff like well, that going on. There's always been meddling. I mean, let's be right, honest. But in there's general, always been studio meddling. In, right, exactly. But in general, back in the day, they, they would put their faith and trust in the artist. And I'm not seeing that as much anymore. Now they're not willing to take these gambles. So they will hire directors to do what they want because they mathematically figure out What's the least risky thing to do for right, this? The least path everything of is so right. expensive to make as well. They, everything's a blockbuster now. Like back, back when I used to go to the movies with Tara, I mean, we would go see random movies that just were random. It was just a story. Yeah. Uh, now everything is like a, a a character that everybody knows. It's a big blockbuster. It's a multi-million dollar endeavor there's no like smaller films that it doesn't matter too much if it makes money or not we'll, we'll try it out we'll give it a, a, a give it a go you don't see that anymore everything that well, comes out I, I, I don't big, think you don't huge... I, I don't think you don't see it anymore i think a lot of those style of movies are going to streaming they're going to streaming which is a whole kind of different topic because that, that but gets... i mean there still are movies that are being created with different kinds of budgets, different kinds of not necessarily mainstream ideas. Some of them are, you know, focused on a certain genre or whatever, but not everything is going to be movie stu or uh, theater worthy because of the expectation that it costs a lot of money to reserve all these studio or these theaters. I mean, I'm assuming a lot goes into it. We kind of saw that recently with Oppenheimer and, um, uh, Mission Impossible. There was this big uh, uproar. Well, I don't know, uproar's the right thing, but there was an issue between those two wanting yeah. the IMAX theaters. IMAX. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mission Impossible already had it reserved, or maybe Nolan had it reserved. One of the two already kind of had dibs. They 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 had the foresight to lock in a contract a year or so in advance. Um, I still think there are you know original movies. I don't think there. I just feel. I think the perception is there's not, but I think Barbie kind of showed that you can take a movie whether you like it or not. I haven't seen it, so I I don't really have an opinion on the movie itself. But as far as what it's done, it's made of a lot of money. I mean, it's broken oh, a lot yeah. of records and it's done a, oh, it's done yeah. big. I mean, it's it's what they did with that viral marketing between those two yes. movies somehow linking. Some, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, some uh, atomic war, atomic bomb yeah. movie with it was funny with a. I'm not quite sure the whole plot line of Barbie, but I'm assuming it has to do with woman empowerment or something like that. It does, it but does, um, yeah. so to be able to to link those two movies together, um, was was brilliant marketing, and I think we're probably going to start to see a little more of that 
if done correctly, well, it could work, or maybe that was a one in a million kind of deal. That that as well as the Barbie thing became, for lack of a better word, like a meme, and everybody sure. it had so much buzz, and it was a pop culture kind of phenomenon there for a little while, and every it was like a joke to go see it, and everybody just went out to see it, and they did brilliant marketing. It visually looked interesting. Um, I think the cast was good. Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling, I think, are great mm-hmm. people. And everybody just wanted to go see what this was all about. So it really had a lot of buzz behind it. And yeah. it was good. Apparently, I didn't see it, but my kids I saw it. I haven't seen all three it, my but my, my son and his girlfriend watched it. They both liked it. I've heard yeah, from a few my other, kids all liked it. I found, I've heard from a few other adults my age or whatever, and they enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's fine. I so, mean, it, it's not necessarily a movie that would have got me to the theaters if it wasn't for the hype. I didn't go, but I mean, you know, like the thought of going was in my mind only because, you know, you kind of don't want to feel left out, right? That's part of the marketing, which was yes. brilliant. You wanted to be yeah. able to say you watched it. So, yeah. I think that but, was you know, a, smart. existing franchise. So there's another example. Um, it was, it turned out it was good, made money. People enjoyed it. Um, Oppenheimer, though, is a good example of a, of a new idea. I mean, they just right. made a, a historical piece about the atomic bomb, and it was yeah. a, a breakaway hit, and who would have known? But apparently it was very well done and interesting, and that's what I want to see more of is that kind of stuff. Well, I'm, um, I'm always on board for a Nolan movie. So, yeah, <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, once I hear he's yeah, attached he's to it, I'm interested in giving it a look. I um, We do have a friend that it does not like Nolan movies, um, Curtis. He, he thinks they're not very good. He thinks they're overhyped, but I like him. I like him. I think he's good. Um, I I did not, as you know, we talked about this before, the Batman, his Batman trilogy. I only like the middle one. Um, however, I did like Inception. It had its flaws, but I did enjoy that. And um, I don't even know. Oh, he did. Um, what was the other the science fiction film that he did? Um, well, Memento was really good. Me- was it Memento? I'm thinking. Of? Well, no, that's, what's that's the one? one he did. I don't know which one you're thinking about, but that's that was my that's okay. what put him on my radar was Memento. And, I don't think um, I've seen that. I, I don't. It's kind of a, a smaller budget movie. It's one of the it's something that you're clamoring for, something that's different yeah. and small budget. And I mean, I'm not saying it was a no budget movie, but it wasn't a blockbuster mm-hmm. budget movie. And. Uh, shot with the way it's shot it's kind of out of order so that's i feel like uh, mm-hmm. that can be annoying if it's done wrong but i feel like it's done right in this movie you you definitely need to pay attention when you're watching it um i would recommend it and that's something else okay. you can find for cheap on dvd and i'm i don't know if it's streaming anywhere but it should be i will i will check that out because i do love a good sci-fi film but yeah, um, that, i, I you know, wouldn't that's... necessarily call it sci-fi but it 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 is um okay I wouldn't call it sci-fi. It's more like a crime, crime drama, but it has a it has a little bit of a twist to it. Um, so, but you would like it, I think. It's it's worth okay. a watch. It's a quick watch too. I think it's only about an hour and fifty six thirty minutes, something like that. I don't know. It's not that long. But I'm glad to see like A twenty four Studios. That that is a shining gem to me because not that everything that comes out of there is perfect, but they're allowing creators to have to have free reign in there and you have films like the witch and the lighthouse which are um yeah. you know driven by the creator solely written and directed by uh what's his name robert egger um and then same thing with hereditary and uh what's the other one that he did um it's escaping me right now but Midsommar? the other horror film 
Midsummer. Yeah, he the same guy did both of those, and he's yeah. I believe he's the he's the director and the writer. So and they're, I like they're taking, all those movies that you mentioned. <laughs> like they're yeah, all because like they're, in my they're a little refreshing movies, to us because yeah. they are driven by a creative mind and not a bunch of corporates who are trying to figure out how to make a lot of money. They're they're passion projects. They're art pieces. So that's what I think we're missing largely in Hollywood, at large. Um, you see it from time to time, like with Oppenheimer. It's a hugely budgeted film with a well-known director, but it was yeah. also a bit of a gamble. I mean, that was not some it, well, franchise. Yeah, I don't think it know? was a. I don't think it was a sure thing because no, uh, no, to get people to go sit there and watch a story yeah. about a bunch of guys that conspired to make a bomb that murdered or killed millions yeah. of people and and have been a looming threat over everybody's life ever since. I mean, that's. Yeah, pretty dooming. It, it's a, kind of it's a hard sell. It's a yeah, hard sell. Yeah, it's like, sure. hey, you want to watch that? Or do you want to watch Barbie? <laughs> I mean, I can see why <laughs> right. Barbie made more money, but they both did really well, though. Amazing. They did. Well. Matter of fact, I'm glad to see we that. would all be talking about Oppenheimer if it wasn't for Barbie. Like Barbie, if it wasn't, if Barbie wasn't there, Oppenheimer would be like, look at those big breakout movies. I mean, it's still considered that, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's only, yeah. you know, it would be first if it wasn't for Barbie. Exactly. So let's real quick talk about some uh, reboots, re remakes is what we used to call them. Now they're kind of considered reboots, I guess, reboots. or maybe they're a little they're bit rebooting different. rebooting the but... franchise. No, it's – but then there's also, like, um, the requels. Well, we didn't quite – we won't go too deep into that, but there's the, <laughs> the like, Halloween, the Halloween 2018 kind of replaced yeah, everything they... beyond Halloween 1. So it's supposed to be a direct sequel, and then you kind of forget everything in between. So there's that. There's also, you know, the, we kind of touched a little bit on prequels, but they're really, you know, it, it kind of falls into the sequel category. But uh, I do think yeah. it's ironic, though, that I know how you're how you feel about reboots, but that your all time favorite superhero <laughs> movie is a reboot is just a chef's kiss for me. That's perfect. Is uh, my my all time favorite superhero? film well you said batman the batman i think if, i'm pretty sure you definitely said it was your all-time batman movie yeah it, you mean the newest one with um what's yeah, his name the uh, batman is the batman. is a reboot requel re-sweet you know it's all the re's okay yes but as i mentioned before that superhero movies are a little bit different of a, a specimen they're not just like a it's not like um oh let's let's reboot um terminator or something like that it, it's a it's an ongoing thing that kind of never ends you know almost like james bond so it kind of gets that same free pass as like bond does you can redo spider-man 50 times because that's how they did it in the comics it was yeah. it's an so ongoing it's a technicality thing, never age okay yeah, so what's your worst okay so what's the worst reboot that comes to mind for you Okay, I do have a little list here. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to say there's so many bad ones. Um, well, just you don't have to go through every one, but it don't have okay. to be in order per se. Just what, what, which ones really stick out to you? Uh, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good example. <laughs> Terrible. I, I wanted to like it, and I think there's things to like about it, but Mark Wahlberg is horrible. Uh, the ending was interesting. I think there was a lot of stuff in it. it, it it's very forgettable. Okay. Ready for another one? Go ahead. Um, I, see, this is another one that I'm not sure if it's considered a reboot, but the... Well, um, let's hear it. The Godzilla from uh, the... Uh, 
Matthew Broderick. Mm, I see. Well, see, I think Godzilla falls into your superhero yeah, category. I, I agree. Because there's a tons of Godzilla movies yeah. that were never even released in America. It's not really a reboot. Uh, not, I just think just it's not a Godzilla. good Godzilla movie. Is it's what not, I, th yeah. I think it's a bad so, Godzilla movie. Yeah, I take that one back then. I agree. That's not. I don't consider that a reboot. It's just another Godzilla movie. Yeah. So, but the 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 Peter Jackson King Kong was a remake. Now that's that's a remake for sure. Did not like it at all. I thought it was it was uh, way too long. Yes. Way and too I long. understand what he was going for because he just came off uh, he just came off the success of having really Lord long movies. Yeah. Can yes. you hear me? Yeah. Uh, sorry, my one of my headphones died. Um, he just came off the success of making three really long movies that made him a lot of money. So I understand why he was in that. We're going to make a long feature film, and this is what people yes. are going to do now. Um, it wasn't necessary. But frankly, though, it is more visually appealing than the original movie. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, amazing so as CGI far as effects, looking but, I mean, at it, well, right, but... I'm just saying, it's it's a lot. Well, it's it's a better movie than the original, but I don't think it's a. It could have been a better movie. It's not a good movie. I think it's a better than the original movie, though. Well, I'd rather, I'm a if super I had fan. to choose between which one to watch, I'd rather watch the the Jackson movie than the original movie. Not me. I I love the original. It's one of my favorite movie horror. Well, monster movies from my childhood. In fact, I just watched yeah. it again recently on VHS. So I've yeah. seen that movie dozens of times and i i love that movie so that's probably I why it was a little harsh what what about the 70s yeah. version did you ever see that king kong oh yeah nah none of that stuff's any good i i, I love the the stop motion animation effects in the original along with the mighty joe young stuff and all but when the 70s stuff came out and had like the guy in a suit with like oh, behind the blue screen it just didn't do anything for me i didn't okay, find wait. it appealing Here's a reboot that, since we're talking stop motion animation, what about um, the Clash of the Titans remake? Oh, terrible! Yeah. Love the first one, hated the second one. Or not so the second you... one, the remake. Yeah, no, terrible. Well, then there was All even the a sequel. And... There was a sequel to the remake called Wrath of the Titans. Did you ever watch that? No, no, <laughs> never saw it. It's they got were the really guy trying from, to push um, that. They were trying to push that actor down our throat during that time. I know that's isn't he that was, weird. Uh, he was in the in... Terminator uh, yeah. Salvation, and he was in the Wrath and Clash, and uh, there was another big. He's movie. in. He's he's, he's the in, guy uh, in the uh, in the, the the Cameron movie Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like he still made it. I I did actually like the sequel to Avatar. We watched it in the theaters. I, I, I did it. too. I just saw yeah. it actually. Um, good. I was shocked because I did not. I never really I cared didn't for think the I first was, one. I didn't really think the first one. I mean, I thought it was okay. I just, I think I was probably, I probably, if it didn't have all the hype behind it, I might have enjoyed it a little more. I, my expectations were a little higher, and I felt like the story kind of sucked, and and it was very yeah. preachy. And it I was very generic. Like, Yes, and, I agree. And it, and it wasn't even an original story because he got sued over it. You know what I mean? Like, he's, again, Cameron, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say. Let's just say this way. He got sued over the movie. I don't know if James is going to pop in here, but I don't want to get sued by him. <laughs> but I think uh, he definitely um, made a better sequel than the first one. I, I think the I, – and I, I don't know agree. about the next two or three that are coming out because I think there's going to be five total or something. I know. 
Well, we'll like, have like 10, know. 12 years in between them, apparently. Yeah, so I don't know how those but, are going to work out. But as far as this uh, Way of the Water or whatever it was called, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Now, it had, you know, it wasn't perfect. It was a no, little bit. No, it wasn't. No, but I But I what I liked about it was I liked the emphasis on family and fatherhood. I, I identified mm-hmm. with that. He was protecting his family. He was a little old school in that regard because you don't see a lot of that promoted much anymore. So I appreciated yeah. that. And visually, it was stunningly unbelievable i mean not just the visuals and the quality but the imagination behind the design of the creatures and everything i just thought it was just so well, fun and, to watch, and so. it was different based instead of being all forest it was in yes. the water and yeah you know, so, so i, you I enjoyed something it different and the next one's gonna have to be all in the air i'm assuming <laughs> like it, yeah like zelda or something right like and then Sky we're, then the fourth Island, one's yeah. gonna be all in the ground you know what i mean so we'll get there yeah so i, I agree that that was a good sequel i, I did enjoy that it was not great but i did i did like it better than the first one mm-hmm. um so i have a couple other stinker reboots or re remakes on here uh total recall i thought was terrible yeah and, and uh, you know what and since we're on i'm, I'm gonna throw poltergeist into that I didn't even get through it, but just I remember I was on a plane, and uh, that movie started, and then it was like, "Hey, you want to continue watching this? Uh, give us a couple bucks." I'm like, "Nah, hard pass." <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was terrible. Um, I didn't like any of the new Predator stuff. Yeah, nah. uh, the Predators, the one where they're on that planet with the I think his name was a uh, his last name's Brody, I think. Uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah Adrian didn't like Brody. It wasn't wasn't bad. Uh, the prey one that everybody thinks is just the greatest. Uh, it was fine. You know, never it was saw it. Straight to streaming. It was um, might be on Hulu. It's not bad. I mean, it's set back in eighteen hundreds or something like that. It's all Native Americans and early settlers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it wasn't wasn't bad. I just the AVP now, movies were. Mm, the one was mid. too dark. Uh, that that requiem. I mean, I don't even. I couldn't even see it. It was so I dark. I never saw it. Yeah, it, I never is, saw it. it is so dark. But um, I, I did kind of enjoy the first Alien versus Predator. I don't think it's a great movie, but I I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, in like some Aztec pyramid or something like that. It, it yes. Yeah. Um, Superman Returns. Terrible. Yeah, that's another one of those movies I wanted to like. Um, I did I, too, but it was I, so yeah, boring. I don't know. I felt like it, yeah. It was I, like I, a, it was like a complete like remake. It was the same story as the original right. Donner film for the most part, and it was but ten times more boring. And he, he's all stalkery and all that creepy stuff going on. Yeah. He didn't st- like throw a single punch in the entire movie. It's supposed to be a superhero. Really? Movie. I didn't even know that. St- I didn't even yeah, know he's that. Just, it was just boring. It was terrible. Yeah. And that's well, why it flopped. And, and it the just... thing is, is now see, again, um, being that it was supposed to kind of be a sequel, right? Because they used the original footage. So I think it was supposed to be a direct sequel to Superman 1 or Superman 2. But it was definitely a sequel to the Reeves early movies. Not No, 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 no. It was a remake of the no, original film. No, it was film. not. It was, not it was his origin. It showed him as... Yeah, it was the same film. It was, it was. Um, you had Lex Luthor again. Has it been that? Yeah, long? it's about? the exact same film. That was one of the critiques. It was like nothing That's different. It? it was like. But then why was it called Superman Returns? I, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge of... you on this one. Hold on, let's. I'm gonna challenge you on this. I okay, think... here's what I'll say. It wasn't. It wasn't. I think it was considered it... a sequel, and it was marketed as such. 
Well, why did it show his origin again? It showed him as a young guy on the farm and his dad died. Didn't it show all that stuff again? I don't think it did, but I, I've only watched it once. So let's see. Superman. I thought that was one of the biggest critiques. I saw it in the theaters. I only saw it once, too. And I never, Here I never we go. Was Superman Returns the sequel? Unfortunately, things did not pan out as expected. The film was what was once set to have multiple sequels. Okay, it's not Ant. It ended up being a... Was that a sequel to the original movie? In the sixth and final installment, um, yeah, and it serves as homage sequel to Superman one and two, while ignoring the yeah. events of three and four, and Supergirl. Yeah, well, they the, the part that it got criticized for was it was too much of an homage, so much so that it was pretty much a redo of the first film. It was the same thing. Lex Luthor was trying to like get real estate it was like the the same plot well, that line. that's gonna be my that was what i was gonna say it's a sequel it is i'm reading everything here says it's a sequel okay i'm just reading what it says i'm just being honest but it's a sequel but the problem was instead of being a you know superman had more villains than lex yeah. <laughs> there was plenty of yeah. people to choose from and they keep going to that well and they continue to go to that well and even so, with the the man of well, Man of Steel was Zod, but um, the Superman, Batman versus Superman, they bring back Lex Luthor, and he doesn't even play Lex Luthor correctly. He felt more like the Riddler <laughs> than anything else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was terrible. Uh, they can't. They that is the problem. I mean, I mean, you know, you can even say the same thing about Spider Man, right? Wasn't the I try to think. The well, Garfield we're in superhero category again. That that's right, a special. Right, right. It's it's yeah. up being rebooting, but again, you can use other villains. Like yeah. I'm not even sure the Green Goblin was the first villain that he faced. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not that deep into the comics, but he's definitely one of the originals. Yeah, he's well, he's definitely villain. his probably <laughs> the first nemesis that come to mind. But in my mind, I always I, as a kid, it was always like Doctor Doc Ock. Doctor Octopus. Yeah, yeah, that always went into my. You know, the Sandman, Electro. I mean, there's other ones, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to slow your roll there. No, the no, Su no. That's, Superman. that's, but that's I, pretty I will, much... I will say, though, Superman Returns, whatever you want to call it, um, was very forgettable. And, it, yeah, and the fact exactly. that they were hoping to make a new franchise out of it, you know, and didn't, yeah. that, that tells yeah. you a lot. Yeah. Because it stayed exactly. dormant for a long time until uh, Man of Steel came around. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, so I have a couple of good remakes, um, all, all horror, ironically, yeah. horror movies. But um, obviously my favorite horror movie of all time, The Thing, is technically a remake. But it's also a reimagining, and it's not really it, – it does it – does, um, kind of hold true to the basis of the original black yeah, and white but movie. Honestly, which... I, I don't connect them. I know they, it is, yeah. but um, one is some fifties campy sci-fi. Uh, it's a Frankenstein re kind yeah, of uh, you know bootleg I mean? Frankenstein. Yeah. Right. Where the other one is a masterpiece. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yes. So. Yes. So there's an example of a good remake. Um, also the fly. How does Brundle fly eat? The Fly, um, that's another great one. It's a great 80s horror film. It's a remake of the original Black and White with Vincent Price. Um, I'd rather watch the 80s version any day. So Not even close. Um, yep, The Blob. Again. Great 80s 
campy movie. And, and um, I still think it's not even close. Uh, even though yeah. I do think there is some good relevance to the original Blob, and I just watched a pretty yeah. good um, YouTube video on it, going over uh, like the the guys who made that blo- the original Blob. Um, they were like Christian uh, studios or whatever. They they made that they were known for that, but they wanted to make some money. So they came up, they're like, what can we do? And like, well, at the time, um, the term teenager was a new concept because kids, like, you got to think, like, factories weren't allowed to use children no more. Like, child labor laws Mm -hmm. were really getting more strict. So kids were going to school longer, so they had a lot of free time on their hands. So they saw the the business opportunity of, like, selling things, and drive-in theaters were huge at the time. Um, Yeah. So they really uh, focused in on trying to come up with a movie that would um, get the kids to go gotcha. take their date to a movie, and uh, they came up with The Blob. But um, it's an okay movie, the first one. I mean, it's fine for what it is. You got to watch it in the you know fifties, sixties sci-fi sure. goggles. You know, you got to put those right, on. But right. um, the eighties version is a really good movie. I mean, it's. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't put it on the same tier as the fly and the thing as far as. Yeah, I don't either. But it's. But good. I still it's think good. it's really good. Yeah, for sure. I, I, let, me, a bunch let me of say. Those... Let me say another one. Um, yeah. That falls into the same category as the two that we just mentioned, uh, and it's also sci-fi. Is Evasion of the Body Snatchers. Now this yes. has been remade several times. Couple times, uh, yeah. The the perfect one though. The best one by far is the '70s with uh, Donald yes. Sutherland in it. I just watched and it last. last that year, one is yeah. is amazing. It's a great movie. Great. It holds up. Uh, the acting's brilliant. I mean, the, some of the actors in it is it's like man, like this. Yeah. They really nailed it. Um, it was a remake of a '50s '60s movie, which was mostly based on the. You know, uh, what was that? When everybody was they're searching for communism. It was more of a communism. Um, Hmm. Yeah. The subplot Social was communism, commentary. right? And whereas the '70s version, the subplot, you know, like underneath was more like Big Brother government control kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just a great movie. They they've actually made remade that a few times. There was a, a an '80s version called Body Snatchers. It's a later '80s. It's pretty good. It it's more hmm. based on a military base. Um, I don't put it on the same. Uh, pedestal is the '70s, but I think it's a it's definitely worth a watch. And uh, gotcha. then the, and then they did it one other time. Um, in, invasion. They just called it invasion. Is um, uh, what's her face? Uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. Nicole okay. Kidman. Uh, she's in it. Not bad. It's good. I mean, it's not great. It's it's a yeah. It's a quick watch. It's not. It's worth your time if you know if you want to pop something on that's familiar but yet different. You know. Um, I'd still say stick with the '70s one for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 definitely the best one. I just watched it, like I said, and I I really much I really enjoyed it. I watched it with Bobby, and he he liked it a lot as well. Yeah, it's it's, great, it's great excellent. movie. So the only other one I had on here, it's also another horror film, is the '90s Cape Fear with Robert De Niro. Another one that I would say it's it's a it's so yeah. good. It's it it it. it it falls with the thing and the fly that it takes over the yes. franchise. It's no longer a reboot. It is the movie. <laughs> the other yeah. one is this yeah, weird right. student film or something. Yeah. But yeah, that that's so. an excellent movie. De Niro. I, that might be my favorite role of his. Yeah. He's good. And I that, know it's... that's a crazy thing to say, but I feel like a lot of his other roles 
are really good. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Raging you know, Bull. Godfather 2, Godfather, yeah. uh, Goodfellas, Casino. Goodfellas, These are yeah. all great. Don't get me wrong. But he is so different in that movie. The accent yes. that he has, he was yeah, shredded. Yeah, accent. Yep. He was so shredded. He had hit the gym and just dropped so much weight. And um, yeah, it's the creepy, laugh it's that he has. I mean, Nolte's really good in it, too, <laughs> yeah. for that matter. Um, yeah, I, Nolte, I yeah, like, uh, yeah, I like all the casting in that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And I forgot who directed that. I know it's a famous director. Is it um, it's it's not Scorsese, Scorsese it's, is it? Yeah, it's Marty. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, And that's another yeah. one of those movies that is like, that's kind of like the forgotten Scorsese movie, I think. I don't yeah. th- I don't hear it being brought up when be- maybe because it's a remake and people look down on it like it's a second tier movie or something but yeah. it's excellent. I love that movie. I just watched it uh, sometime last year I rewatched it and it was as good as I remember it. And yeah. I just recently was given it uh well, not recent recent but on the last uh, tape swap I went to, a uh, lady had some laser discs in her bag and uh, I traded her a couple of tapes for Cape Fear on laser disc. So Oh, cool. Yep. Very cool. Well, I mean, the list of bad remakes and reboots is way, way bigger than the list of good ones. Um, and just, if you if you have any more to mention, do you have any more? Uh, the Friday the 13th reboot was pretty solid. Um, they, they gave a different perspective of Jason. Um, he came off as more of a, a survivalist, not supernatural. I kind of thought that was an interesting take. A bad one would be the Elm Street reboot. That was yeah, wasn't very good. Uh, the CGI is really dated. Um, turning him into a child molester isn't isn't good. It's kind of hard, you know, because when you're <laughs> when you're well, when you're in the okay, yeah. obviously him being a child murderer is probably technically worse than being the child molester, but not by much. But you know what I mean, like. Yet we're pulling no, for this child murderer. We're like, yeah, kill those kids. Right. But, when you're in a theater as a teenager or something and you want to have some fun and watch right. somebody kill people, you yes. know, it's a different take when you're talking about. You don't want to see them fondle about, them. No, right. no. Yes. That's, that's, it's a little and no, they didn't show and that, They didn't show that, but uh, right, it but was the, the whole <laughs> thing was he was a child molester and it's, it was a terrible take. It was terrible. Well, was, then you had the Zom, the Rob Zombie version of Halloween, uh, which I know see, you have. I I yeah. like the first one. I think uh, it's a little long. It takes a little bit to get going. I I just, but I like Rob Zombie's style of filmmaking, and um, I like that one. The sequel to that is terrible, though. That's a terrible. Movie. Yeah. Uh, the first one I feel oh. is a is a solid remake, and then there's also um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This was early mid 2000s probably like 2010 maybe i think or 11 12 in that range um they did uh, a remake and then they did a prequel and those two movies are really good i okay. feel like they i feel like they hold up in the lore hmm. of that if you were to take the original one and the sequel one and two and then you take this one and z i guess zero zero and one those four are like the top tier of that, and everything else is crap. They Netflix right. one, I really wanted to like it, and I think there's a lot of things to like about that Netflix one they just did, which is another one of the recon sequels, uh, retcon sequels, I mean. And um, 
but it just fought flat. There was so many dumb things, bad decisions. It's yeah. like, uh, that was cheesy. There was like this cool scene followed up by a dumb scene. And it's like, yeah. Eh. yeah. But um, yeah, that's about all that comes to mind. I mean, there's tons of Draculas. Yeah, and I mean, like the Bran Stoker, Stoker Dracula with the Keanu Reeves. I mean, I guess technically that's a remake, right? Or a reboot or a whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, horror franchises and and superhero franchises are a little bit yeah different. A little bit but different. I st- yeah, because again, you can keep on making Dracula movies over and over and over, right. and they're not really reboots. They're just another Dracula story. Yeah. Type well, thing. that one was yeah, definitely based on the book, right? The Whereas book, right, the right. the older movies, the the Hammer movies, and the ones before that, um, those were were not. I, yeah. Well, I guess the 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 character was the idea from the book, but they created their own uh, storylines or whatever. I, I guess uh, I'm not yes. that versed in all the back backstories. Yeah, this was supposed Dracula's. to be the the Coppola version of Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, was supposed to be the one that was the most closely related. It was uh, you know adaptation of the novel, whereas the other versions were not so much. They were well, and, um, and frankly, as far as Dracula movies go, that would be my favorite. Mine too. I yeah. love that movie, and I and I like the older Dracula movies, uh, but I feel like you have to watch them through a different lens. Like I don't feel like I. I just feel like there's, you know, there's things about it that kind of take you out of the moment. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you know, stock footage and weird stuff, and I don't know, whatever. It's not that yeah. good. They're fine for what they are, and I can enjoy them. But uh, if I had to choose a Dracula movie to watch, that was. Count Dracula, I would watch that one. Now, if it's a vampire movie, that's a different topic. But you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. There's other vampire Man. movies, but yeah. Now, now I'm all hyped for fall. Autumn coming up. I can't wait yeah. to get into the, the horror movie some, season. Some Love horror it. movies. <laughs> you need to check out those uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I will. You can tell me how much I you will. hate them. And make sure you, <laughs> but make sure you watch them in the proper order. Don't watch them prequel okay. to first one. You got to watch the remake and then the prequel because. There's kind of a reveal that's cool. Okay. There's okay. A, there's I like I that's that's actually why I really enjoy those two movies because I felt like the the reboot obviously they use some shots and some overall story from the original movie because I mean they're remaking the movie. Um, yeah. So I you know but I feel like there's just a lot of good there's a, there's a lot of goodness about that movie, but then. Um, they do introduce a new character, which really stills the show. And um, mm-hmm. and then in the reboot, you kind of get a backstory to him that you didn't realize. Like, you, you see it through a different viewpoint, and it's really cool. I, I, okay. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so they're worth a watch. I, I will check those out for sure, because I'm looking for some uh, fresh new horror films for the season. So I'll put it at the top of my list. All right, well, that's pretty much it. I guess in closing, I'll just kind of reiterate or say again that um, I think Hollywood needs to kind of regroup themselves, realign themselves, put a little more faith in uh, the creative minds and the artists and stop being so corporate about trying to suck every dollar you can and being not very risky and not very uh, bold. And I think uh, your audiences will be a lot happier um, as you notice, some of the films that are breakout hits are the ones that are original and fresh ideas and not just another Marvel movie or another Disney remake 
uh, live action reboot or whatever of all these, you know, all that stuff. Though not many people are, are just they're exhausted of all these rehashed ideas and rehashed IPs and and re and reboots and sequels. And let's go back to like the '80s when you got a movie like The Neverending Story, fresh idea. The Dark Crystal, fresh idea. Star Wars, fresh idea. You know, you're not seeing those grand, bold, daring kind of risky fresh ideas anymore because the corporates aren't willing to take the gamble. They want to have a safe path to, to know they're going to make money. So we already got a built-in audience for this character that everybody is, is, you know, has known for years or, or is well-loved, and we'll try to make a movie out of that. I think they should kind of step back from that a little bit because I think they're starting to see the movie industry is not doing very well right now. People are not going to the theaters. They're, they're disappointed with what they're offered. And I think the ones that do make money are Oppenheimer and Barbie. The Mario movie, yes, existing franchise, but it was a brand new uh, a first movie. film. And, yeah. and people loved it. It was new. It wasn't. And they need to stay away from, I'm not going to get political, but they need to step back a little bit from the preachiness and the virtue signaling and all the politics and just give us a good character and a good story. And don't tell us what we need to think and do because we're offended by that as people, at least most people I know. So that's my advice for Hollywood and the movie industry at large right now. So any other thoughts, Chris? Nope. Okay. Well, get on Spy Hunter. Play the Beat the Bandy game this month. It was another Just Matt and I month, but that's fine. I enjoy playing Just Matt, but please join in if you will. Uh, Chris, maybe you, you'll even join in because I know you have Spy Hunter because you have a whole NES collection. So <laughs> do, you, do you like that game? It's fine for like four minutes. <laughs> it is one of those games. I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah. But when there's a challenge behind it to try yeah, to beat your that, friends, that's a little different. Yeah, that, that it's adds gonna be a different fun. level to it, right? So, for sure. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. This was a fun conversation. I really much enjoyed it. It was your idea yet again. So thanks for the great idea to talk about sequels and reboots. I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, we're not sure what we're doing next month, but I'm sure it'll be something we find interesting at least so <laughs> maybe well, you will we'll, too we'll try so. to make it spooky <clears throat> we're gonna yeah, try oh, that's to a good idea we'll, yeah. we'll try to lean in on the the holiday and we'll figure yeah we're both out. horror fans and we're both fans of the autumn and the halloween season so yes we'll do, well, do may, something maybe fun, maybe we need to make it where you have to watch those movies and then okay. we can talk about it not a bad idea the, the elms uh, the not the elm street but the, um, chainsaw the texas chainsaw Netflix. massacres no no, no okay. not the netflix one <laughs> If you want to watch that one, go ahead. But it's uh, they they were they were no, not the Netflix one. Um, I'll, I'll let you know which ones they are. They're, yeah, they're you'll have to let me know because I don't know whatever. Which. I know. I'll, I'll. It's the remake okay. and the prequel to the remake. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. We'll, we'll see you next time.